Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. I've been in the danger zone. He got a bad Please, five stars. Yeah, Mongo. Huh? Yeah, my five. We got it for you. Well, what is going down, everybody? Welcome to Am I Still on the Air? You know what it is. This is the spinoff of Am I on the Air where we come together and we break down one specific topic. And I'm so excited tonight to bring to you all the big spoiler review of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I've assembled the team. We are all here. Lots of different opinions. You know, we're going to talk about this film. This is a very divisive film. Uh, Some people really, really love it. And some people are like, eh. And some people are like, no. And uh, it's all over the board. Critics are trashing it. Fans are loving it, and uh, a lot of people are in between, so it's something that I definitely wanted to kind of grab a nice group together and really break down this film that we've been majorly, majorly anticipating, even though it laid on different spots in our top 10 most anticipated films of the year that we did, special that we did a couple months ago. It was on all of our list, so you know we brought that team back, and we're going to break down Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Once again, this is a spoiler discussion, so I'm warning you once again, right at the top of the show, we are breaking down this baby from start to finish, everything in between, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, we're going to speculate, you know, the future of Justice League and, and everything else in between, so you've been warned, we're talking spoilers. So let me introduce you to everybody, of course I'm your host Don Mega, and I'm joined tonight by Geeky Pat, Peeps and friggin'. So what up, y'all? What, what up? Whoa, I I missed that. All right, can we do that? At one, two, three. So what up, what y'all? Up? Uh, what up? <laughs> missed it again. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. All right. There's there's no take three on that one. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But now, welcome, guys. I'm happy that we were able to get the whole team together. This is You guys don't understand out there in the uh, real world uh, how hard it is sometimes to get the four of us synced up and together to, to pull together for a podcast. I mean, it's something we want to do more often, and it's just, you know, one person's available, the other person's not, or two people are and the other two aren't. Like, it's very, very hard, but I'm so happy that we were able to get everybody lined up tonight and to really, I really wanted to get this episode done within that first week of the movie hitting theaters because uh, there's a lot to talk about people are clamoring to hear thoughts on this film you know good bad indifferent everything in between they want to hear what people's start thoughts are on it and we got a lot of thoughts man you know for me personally this is my number one most anticipated film of the year and I absolutely love this film. I've seen it three times now already, and that was all within the first, you know, week of its release there. Um, and I appreciated it more every single time. And, um, you know, we got lucky, myself, Geeky Pat, and Friggins, the three of us went to a pre-screening uh, put on by IMAX and Warner Brothers. We got to see the film about a week early. We saw it on Monday, uh, really before anybody else did. We saw it before the critics did. And uh, that was a great experience in its own right because we got to see it with, like, the die-hard DC fans. You know, people that were 
dressed up. They were in cosplay. We had a Batman in the armored suit. We had Green Lanterns so and cool. Wonder Womans and Suicide Squads. And we had all kinds of stuff there. It was really, really awesome. Glad to be a part of that. Uh, we got hooked up because we went like a year ago and watched the trailer premiere in IMAX. And we got very, very surprised while we were waiting in line for that by representatives for Warner Brothers saying, you know, hey, for coming on down, showing what a big fan you are. We're going to give you pre-screen free tickets before the movie comes out. And we were like, wow, really? And I, this, that whole last year, I was like, we ain't getting no damn tickets. I thought the same thing. <laughs> and I, I even checked, like, a couple weeks before, and I didn't get the tickets. I was like, this isn't happening. Yeah, I was like... Before it came out, we got, to, like, a, an email for tickets to some other movie. And I was like, this is it. This is what exactly. they're going to give us tickets for? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I saw and it. then when I got the ticket, uh, so... <laughs> Wait, yeah, sorry. Uh, Peeps decided to s- s- leave on us again. Yeah, hey, I offered that trailer exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like, hey, do you want to come out, drive like thirty minutes, and watch a trailer for like the what fifty-two seconds? I was like, no, I'll pass. There's, there's no way they're going to get free tickets or anything, so I'm good. <laughs> so I need thirty-five and a half minutes to get there. <laughs> God <laughs> makes me do it every Friday. <laughs> Hey, you appreciate it. You're a Stubbs member. That's good. This segment brought to you by AMC Theaters. Um, so, you know, so we, yeah, we did this, this trailer premiere a year ago and I was like, there's no way we're going to, I mean, we literally just wrote down our names and our email addresses on a postcard and we're like, yeah, that postcard's going to get lost somewhere within the next year. There's no way this is happening. But sure enough, they did a couple weeks before we get the email and, you know, you're invited. And, you know, so we went and we got to see it in IMAX on that Monday night and it was incredible. I mean, it really was an incredible experience because there's nothing better than watching a film with real diehard fans. And that's what we got that Monday night when we went. We had that audience that was just like every big moment. People were screaming. People were clapping. You know, Wonder Woman shows up. Everybody's screaming. Like, it was just, it was such an exciting and just a popping crowd, man. And it just makes the experience just so much better. Because you don't really get that in an average showing, you know. And, And the same thing goes for, like, comedy movies, too. I mean, when you see a comedy movie with a really good crowd that really has all the same sense of humor and everybody's just cracking up and laughing in a film, it's a great experience. And it could really take, you could really take a, just a normally average kind of funny movie and, and just make it just outstanding towards, you know, how you really feel about it compared to if you went and you're like the only one laughing in the crowd, you know, (laughs) you just, you don't walk away with as much. And, that's what we got that Monday. It was an awesome experience for the three of us. Um, but then we immediately, that same night, we got our, <laughs> our opening night tickets uh, to go see it again, this time in 3D. Uh, so we saw it in uh, 3D XD uh, that opening night, me and uh, Geeky Pat, uh, to see it for our second viewing. And um, and then Peeps went that Friday morning and, and got to see it. And then uh, Friggins went and saw it again over the weekend. I went again over the weekend and actually saw it in just normal 2D. So I've gotten to experience it now in IMAX, 3D, XD, and just standard 2D. And uh, Saturday I'm taking the kids to go see it in 2D. Really yeah. It's just an excuse for me to go see it again. Exactly. So any excuse you can. I, yeah, I dragged my wife to it the other day, and I was like, we're going to it. And then we went and saw it in, in 2D. And uh, so it, it's been great. IMAX is definitely the way to go if you're going to see this thing. I mean, it's just so beautiful in IMAX. And, and the, the, the actual fight between Batman and Superman is filmed in IMAX. So you get the full screen experience. And it's 
really, really cool. Uh, so, like I said, I've seen it three times. Um, Geeky Pat and Friggins have seen it twice. Peeps have seen it once. And um, so so there, we've all gotten to take a lot of it in. And I'm curious to see what everybody's thoughts are from first showing to second viewing for those of us that saw it a couple times and as we kind of go around. So let's just start off, of course, with general thoughts. Let's not get into big specifics. We'll get into that a little bit later. But let's just, coming out that first time we saw it, general thoughts like i said i absolutely loved it and and that really went towards with the crowd that we saw it with too i mean we walked out of the theater and everybody was kind of high-fiving and and they were, you know we me and me and pat walked out to, to the car and then people were coming out just cheering and they're asking us like what'd you guys think and we're like oh it was badass and they're like yeah it was and like we were just all just it was a really really cool kind of just environment and it just i walked away majorly pleased very shocked at, that they had the balls to go with the ending that they went with, which, spoiler alert, like we said, we're talking about Superman dying. I, I never in a million years thought that they would take that route. Um, I just, I was majorly, majorly pleased with the film. It, it You know, some people are bitching about runtime. It's a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and I'll tell you, for seeing it three times, this movie never feels like two-and-a-half hours to me. That thing just flew like no tomorrow. So my first general impression walking out was, hell yeah, when can I see this thing again? So that was for me. Uh, Geeky Pat, I'm going to throw it to you. First general impression coming out that bitch. Oh, I loved it. It's like my favorite movie now. Like, period. It's it's awesome. I mean, it, it does have issues, but I, I absolutely... I, it was better... It was more than I expected to get, and it was better than I thought it would be. So, um, yeah, I've seen it twice. I can't wait to see it again. And that two and a half hours goes by so quick. Exactly, and we can't wait to see the three-hour ultimate cut that's coming out <laughs> on Blu-ray here in July, which is going to be incredible. Uh, Friggin's going to throw it over to you. General thoughts coming out that. Yeah, coming out, man. I actually had a little bit different than you guys because I was really confused. Um, I really wanted to absolutely love it, but <laughs> I was, was like, which I, one was Batman? I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what to feel about this movie because. I had a little bit of a split feeling of I liked some things and I liked in it. So my first impression coming out is like, uh, do I like it? I'm not sure. And so I had really had to sit back and think about it. Interesting. <laughs> you know, and that and that is one of the things I'll say for a majority of people, a lot of people are like I need a I need some time to digest it, <laughs> and uh, that seems I know I, I I met up with Peeps actually uh, right after he saw the movie on Friday, and that was kind of your feeling when when we met up was exactly. I'm still trying to soak it in <laughs> and like understand everything and like really digest it, which is kind of funny to me because I don't like I didn't have that feeling, so like I'm trying to understand why that's a general uh, thing oh, for a lot of audiences. A lot of people, I totally yeah. understand. It goes to one of my negatives for the movie. Okay, so I can wait till then if you yeah. want. I can tell no, you. No, no. No, 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 let's wait. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, for me, off the top of the head, like, I don't know, like, I didn't feel like I had anything needed to digest. I just loved it right out the gate and was ready to go for round two. So I just, I just find it funny that that there is so many people that are sharing that mentality for sure. Um, so you know, speaking on that, I'll throw it over to you, peeps. So general impression coming out of it. All right. Um, so general impression. First of all, I want to say I'm I, I'm extremely disappointed in myself that I didn't see the movie for the first time in IMAX. Um, I mean, I, after coming out of Spider-Man Two, uh, coming out of IMAX, I was like, oh my god, best movie freaking ever! They just totally blown away, and it was mainly because of the the IMAX experience. It was my first IMAX movie ever, and 
just that overall experience just completely blown me away. So obviously this would be that type of movie to watch. And I saw it in standard 2D with the XD sound, you know, but it's it's definitely a regret. And, you know, the crowd wasn't as uh, hype as your guys' crowd was either. Um, You know, going to the even the Star Wars premiere, you know, that crowd was just like, woo, every time something new happened on screen and this one like literally everything that would be a woo moment like nobody like said anything i was i I tried that's funny that you bring that up because during the movie like when that kind of stuff was happening i was like this must be what it was like when you guys all saw star wars together like (laughs) because i didn't get that experience so it was really cool to have it for this one it definitely helped Exactly. You were in the theater with the. Oh, I forgot. You sat like twenty rows below us. Never mind. Like the only, like the only crowd involved moment in the movie was when Superman was walking, uh, in the courtroom, and he's all buff and swole, and some (laughs) chick was like, (laughs) and then everyone was like, ha ha, that's hilarious. But that was it. That's all I got. But, anyways, um. Just impressions out of the movie, yes, uh, you know, Don, that, that is exactly right. Like, I, those of you that have listened to anything that I've talked about in the past, sometimes I'm a little bit overcritical. And I didn't want to just start shooting daggers at this movie right away. So I just I just wanted to shut my mouth for a while and then just, just think about everything that I saw, think about what I wanted going into it, and think about... Um, you know, how I felt, you know, coming out of it and my expectations and, and this, that, and the third, which we're going to get more into. But it, it was exactly that, Don. Um, I I left the movie being like, all right, I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't totally pissed off. I don't know what I am. I don't know who I am right now. So I just need to stop and meet up with Don. And maybe Don can talk some sense into me right now because I, I don't know what's happening with my life. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and and that's and you know, peeps, I'll say that the majority of the critic responses are pretty much that. It it follows along the lines of not really people hating it, but people just not loving it. Like it's kind of like this middle ground where they're like, there was things I didn't like, but there was things I really liked. So I'm just kind of in the middle, you know, yeah. and, and that's the majority, honestly, of most, I'd say 99% of the critical things that I've read. No one, I haven't read anybody really that just came straight out that I appreciate the reviews on that said, I fucking hated this movie. Like no, nobody's like hating it, but, it, but people are very torn and they're kind of in that middle where they're like, I really liked a lot of these moments and I didn't like some of these other moments. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, it- and and what's strange about that is I'm oddly okay with everything the critics, even giving it a bad review. I, I'm oddly okay with it because I can see their point of view, especially if they weren't comic book fans. You know, so you're, you, 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 you got a guy you have to kind of trust. He watches 100 movies a year, um, and he's looking at it from a, a guy watching a movie perspective. So I, I kind of respect some of the things they're saying, and some of the things they're saying make sense. It doesn't mean I necessarily had that same experience, but I could see if you weren't a Batman Superman fan, maybe you just watched Man of Steel and liked it, even though that didn't get great reviews either. Uh, <laughs> you you wouldn't want to come see Harry Cavill, and then he dies at the end, and you really don't know why Batman and him are fighting. You don't get the whole, you know, bat- your only Batman you've ever had is like, you know, where is she, Batman? And uh, so I, I could see where it would be confusing for some people. 
Well, not only that, but there's a, a ton of technical errors with just a, a, from a filmmaking perspective, um, from editing, cutting, splicing the storylines together and those types of things. So I can also see where people could, especially with critics, like they look and take those yeah. kind of things into uh, consideration more so than a regular movie. Yeah, or, they see a hundred movies a year, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Even movies, so they know exactly I mean, how it's put together. I mean, they even remo- review movies they don't want to see. Think about that. I mean, we review movies yeah. we like to see, but they have to go see all the movies they don't want to see. So, I mean, Hey, we got an pretty, episode of magic think... Mike coming up pretty soon. <laughs> oh gosh. Right. Ugh. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, feel like for a movie like this that you shouldn't really be judging it based off editing and cutscenes and stuff like that because that's something you judge Oscar movies on. <laughs> you know, like like this is a popcorn flick and you should just go in and enjoying a kickback popcorn flick. Um, you know, so I think it didn't need to it didn't need to be overanalyzed. I feel like some movies and some actors and stuff like that, they kind of just have like this preconceived hate sometimes. And I feel like this movie is a pure example of this where some critics, you know, months before the film came out said, Oh, this is just going to be a mess. Like there's too much to do in one film. And they kind of hated it before even going into it, you know? And it's, it's one of those things to where, you know, we've seen it before with other movies where, you know, there's a lot of negativity and then like we go in, we go into it, we watch it and we're like, oh, that was good. And then, but then the critics are like, it's trash, like right out the gate. And it's like, did you even really watch the same movie? Like, you know, like you have to judge things on different levels, but I I think comic book movies get a little unfair shake too. I mean, I I was doing some history looking up and, um, although they didn't get as bad as review as, as they gave Batman V Superman, but like my second favorite movie that's a comic book movie is Avengers Age of Ultron and and it got like a 75% if I remember and and the fans loved it so I mean I feel like critics do judge comic book movies a little different than maybe other movies I don't know I think the critics go super easy on Marvel films and they're very hard on fucking DC films is, what, is the way that it seems uh, I, I don't know I, 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 go back I, I disagree and, go back and do your homework Go go no, back and I, look, I at, look at Rotten I, I, Tomatoes. I think... You'll see it. I'm telling you, dude. Like I... you can't tell me a 75 percent is bad for Age of Ultron. That's still fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, man, <laughs> I'm glad you Super brought Man. that up, Don, because that's something I wanted to talk touch on too. You know, the whole uh, Marvel versus DC thing, because that that I think is also a potentially what a lot of this uh, beef or not beef that we're kind of having with these uh, these reviews and critics and whatnot. Yeah. No, I. I, I mean, but to be fair. The adventure until they get to Doc Strange and that one totally bombs. Um, the, hey, hey, the, hey, hey, the, the Marvel movies are really good. I mean, I, I, I mean, just because I'm a big DC fan, I'm not going to say that I hate Marvel. I don't want them to fail. They, they really are really good, and I don't think. I mean, I, I will get into the negatives later, but the film we watched has some problems with it, Definitely. and I can understand why the critics went that way. I, I don't think uh, the critics went easy on, on Avengers Ultron. I think it was better than a 75%. And I don't think it had the same problems as... Right, but a 75% is what I'm saying, is that it's still a fresh movie by a wide margin, while you have a movie like Batman v Superman sitting at 30% rotten. You know, like, that, that, there's a, that's a big difference here. You know, and like you just mentioned earlier, Man of Steel. I'm, uh, you know, honestly, for me, Man of Steel is just... it's an awesome Superman movie, and it's a movie that always flabbergasted me that, once again, you look that one up on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 58%. You know, that one's considered rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, like, by 2%. And, but... 
the majority of the comic book reviewers that I follow and stuff all love that movie. So it's like, why did that one get hit so low? You know, like, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, you have a director like Zack Snyder who sometimes falls to, you know, where people say, oh, he's, you know, just a visual director, and he gets kind of almost like that Michael Bay kind of rap sometimes, where it's like, oh, he's just visual, but, you know, he doesn't tell the story right, or doesn't do this or that, where I think he's a, he's an excellent director. So that's why I'm just talking about preconceived notions when it comes to critics sometimes, is that if you are a critic and you already hate Zack Snyder and you don't like any of his movies, yeah, you're going to go in to nitpick the shit I out of any movie that, that he does. I don't think that most of these critics hate Zack Snyder, and I do mm. believe when after I went back and read the reviews, what they were saying was fair, and I could see where they came from that point of view. I, I, I would I would not saying that there isn't some dude that do do that, but it would be unfair for me to sit here and say every person who gave it a bad review did it because of, of Zach's they hate Zach Snyder. That's not pre- what I'm saying. You're really you're starting to put words in my mouth and and that's not what I'm saying. I did not say that it's any critic that hate that hated on it. I'm saying across the board, from whether it being a DC thing to a director beef to whatever the case may be, I think that they get reviewed on a harsher scale than some of the other movies out there. Hmm. Especially Marvel films. For example, Marvel's been doing it a long time. They have a lot of they have a big great track record and of course I of Marvel too, but I'm just saying like the DC films get weighed very heavily in the opposite direction. People bitch because they're dark and they're gloomy and they're moody. When it's well, like are. because well, they are yes, <laughs> but but then but it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the film. You know nobody seemed to care uh... when it was a Christopher Nolan film, but you know but oh, then I someone did. else yeah you might have. But I'm talking about critics once again. <laughs> look at the critic reviews on all three of the Nolan films. Like it's ridiculous. Like to you know. Like, most of the fans don't care for Dark Knight Rises, but that one also has, like, an 80%, like, critic rating, you know? Like, because it's just, it's one of those things. Cause why? Because Christopher Nolan is an amazing director, and everything he touches is beautiful. So well, it's like, you know, know. if, if I, another I really director had Marvel done Dark Knight Rises, it would have got smashed. I really do believe Marvel movies got the rating they deserve. They're definitely that good. I th- I agree, and I think that the Batman v Superman and the Menace still got the ratings that they deserve. I mean, I I, I kind of uh, disagree in the sense that I I feel that the problems with the movies are what creates these these critics to dislike it. Can they be a little harsher here and there? Sure, but um, some critics are just harsh on comic book movies no matter what they are. And I think that um, I mean, you look at like, I mean, just from a personal standpoint, when I walked out of uh, Winter Soldier. I absolutely had this feeling of like my mind is just totally blown when you compare that to coming out of this movie being like, what did I just watch? Like, did I like, I don't know if I like it. So those, those two, just that feeling when you're walking out to me says that there is something about this movie that didn't work as well as this other movie. And I'm, you know, Zack Snyder has some cool movies. I, I don't dislike him as a, uh, a director, I, I love Batman. Um, he's one of my all-time favorite characters, so I was really, really excited for this movie. Um, I just, you know, I think that there's just something, there are things that pop up that create us to whether we like things or not like things. So I, I maybe it's a mixture of, of, it, of all it, of those things. But to be fair, I feel like we didn't get to see the completed movie. I, I, I mean, Don were talking about this, I think after the second time Don watched it. it. You could tell where he had to cut some of his babies out. You could tell where he had to kill his lovelies. He had to remove oh. some stuff, and it did make for some weird moments. Okay, so with that, Pat, I, I, I could see that, but why did he fill that with other shitty 
parts in the movie that I, I feel shouldn't have been in. Well, why do we need that, to, why do we need to see shit, Lois, Lois I don't know if the there were shitty moments in a movie, but... I think we, so. Well, I, it was, so it it was boring. And we, we'll get to it, but I'm just saying, like, like we're going to sit here and follow Lois track down this bullet and where this bullet came from like is that truly important to what's going to be happening what with what how, what, how much was wasted plot. on that bullet it, two minutes it, thank you <laughs> no and on top no. of that though she had the whole meeting with the with, with, the, with the with the dude from the matrix like that whole meeting with him and, <laughs> that meeting with him was like a minute <laughs> that's what okay, i'm trying so to say so that's a minute pack anyway, could have got for his, his deleted scene <laughs> i i must i must retract something you said this movie isn't about the justice league it may lead yes, into it. it. This, this is Justice is League point zero Like, like <laughs> that's what this whole movie is building up to the Justice League. Like, it's the uh, dawn yeah, of justice. Exactly. But but, but, it's but, not but about for, the yes, justice exactly. And I have to go with Pat on that because okay. that's part of that's part of the, some of the other issues that some people try to be like. Uh, when I hear it compared to like. Spider-Man 2, right? Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then somebody tried to be like, oh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's like that, where it suffers from trying to set up Sinister 6. Or it suffers from trying to, you know, I've heard some people compare Iron Man 2, where it's like, oh, it's trying to set up for the Avengers and the other the other guys. I don't feel that this film really, in any way, suffered from trying to maybe open a door for us to see a couple other characters because when we all a year ago two years ago when they started making this film and they started announcing oh they're gonna have wonder woman and they're gonna have jason momoa as aquaman and they're gonna do all this stuff people started to get scared because they're like oh that's a lot of characters how are they gonna do all of this and have batman be superman and really after you see the movie i mean we're talking about 30 second cameos for each character and I don't know if those cameos were necessary to be honest they're, they weren't really necessary but, they're, like but they're in a pushed timeline here because Justice League is next year and they need to at least let the audience know that there's these other metahumans out oh, there agreed. So, agreed. But, but they did it in the right way like I didn't feel like they, they spent a chunk of time introducing all of these characters and their origins and like really getting away from the bulk of the story. They did it in a very quick process of here's a file, double click it. I look at a video. Okay, I'm done. There's other people out there. Let's move on. And and we'll get into more details with the Justice League guys later when we will really break down those cameos and what we all thought about them. But like, they really didn't waste all that much time on it. So to me, I think when somebody says like, oh, they, they wasted time trying to set up Justice League, I don't really feel that they wasted any time in this film doing that. I agree. I think that it I was a perfect either. introduction. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. I just felt like, I don't know, the way the cameos, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it wasn't necessary. We could have We could have seen it once maybe, and then I don't know. When we saw, I, I, I guess me looking at it as a fan, I knew what each one of those symbols were. So to be fair, I guess maybe if you're not a fan, you would have needed those videos. So maybe they were very necessary. Now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder how the company came up with those. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Let, let's save the Justice League talk for that. But that was uh, is more from that process of it. So, okay, so. <laughs> Okay, so let's kind of get back on track here. So we kind of got off on a little bit of different tangents, um, but so let's let's talk kind of you know storyline, kind of just the general synopsis of the film. You know, we pick up. Of course, we start off the movie during the credit scene, seeing the damn <laughs> murder of of the Kents again, or not the Kents, the the fucking uh, Waynes, and um, you know, <laughs> it, it's just like 
do we really need to see it again? I I agree. I agree. It's not very necessary. I feel like the only reason they show us this is for the Martha purpose of it all, which, of course, comes into a way bigger play down the road. But during the Martha process, towards the end of the movie... They replay this scene over no, again, No, oh my basically. goodness, it bugged me the second time. So then it's like, did you really need to do it at the beginning if we're going to just replay them getting shot towards the end? Um, then I mean, that could have been just fine at that point, too. Uh, what I did appreciate from this origin point um, is the fact that for the first time ever, we actually see, um, is it Jonathan Wayne? What's, uh, what's his dad's name? Thomas. Thomas. Thomas Wayne. I'm mixing up the Kens. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we see Thomas Wayne... Uh, awesomely played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who, let's just close our eyes and imagine a Flashpoint scenario where he's Batman later down the road. That'd be pretty yeah, simple. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> because, right? Red eyes and everything. Perfect, perfect guy for Batman. Um, so, you know, we you see him clench his fist and actually jump at the, the gunman, which I thought was pretty awesome because in all the other kind of incarnations we've seen, it's just kind of, oh no, here's take my money, don't don't shoot. And, no reason to hurt anybody. <laughs> you know, and I like that when you you see him kind of push Bruce back and then clench his fist, and you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> and so that was kind of cool. I thought the shot and everything was beautiful. Um, I started to get real pissed when the kids started floating up to the damn sky with the bats because I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I was like, what are we doing? No, no but, I was like, start. I, we can't be I, doing this. I was like, he's gonna yeah. fucking control the bats in this shit. Like, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. Like, so like, I was scared, man. And when I went and saw it the third time with my wife, she she looked over at me at that point and went, really? <laughs> and I said, just wait, just wait. And then that's la- funny, Vanessa did the same thing. Just, yeah, yeah really? she, she's all really. I did the same thing. I was like. Really? <laughs> so luckily, we get the voiceover from Ben Affleck, and he's like, "And they took me into the light." And I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, he's a, in the dream. They took me to the light, and I was like, "Thank you know, God, it's thing, a dream." One thing I will say about the like you're saying, <laughs> we didn't necessarily need the like rehashing of the Wayne's death. Visually, it was fantastic. Like you mentioned yeah, with yeah. with Thomas clenching his fist and going after, but really the gun, like actually kind of being hooked on the pearls, right, and when the, pearls, the bullet on. fires, it breaks the pearls. Like I thought that was just fantastically done. And and so at first, where like I that was again this part of that confusion. Like when it first starts, I'm like, oh, another retelling. And then they do all these cool things, and I was like, that was fantastic. This is great. And then he starts floating, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a really weird back and forth but yeah yeah so so then you know we get done with that and then it goes to uh you know two years ago the world is introduced to the superman and we get an awesome opening scene i gotta tell you it's one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie of just like the helicopter landing bruce wayne jumping out jumping in a car and we're watching the end events of man of steel and you see you know the world engine and just everything just you know blast metropolis and bruce is going through the city and he's trying to get to his building um you know and and he's trying to get all the people out of his building and it was really cool to see the end battle of man of steel from a ground perspective yeah it was much scarier wasn't it it was really scary you know buildings are blowing up things are falling and he's just cutting through and then of course he gets to the building through things with their eye blasts i was like holy crap that looks so horrible i would be i would be scared out my mind if that happened it wasn't i didn't feel that way in the superman movie but when you see it from a mortal point of view where you're not superman you're like 
holy crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's looking up at the Wayne building, and then yeah, you see the the laser eyes coming out from the inside, and just uh, just everything, man. It's just just an awesome scene. He sees the Wayne building crash down, and that's when we see in the trailer where he's running through the smoke and everything. He finds a uh, Scoop McNary's Wallace character um, trapped on the ground. His legs are you know trapped. Gets him out, and he sees a little girl about to get crushed. Saves her. Where's your mommy? She's in the building that just got smashed. What? I'm pissed now. I look up in the sky. There's Superman and Zod fighting. And, uh, you know, we're kind of off to the races at this point. Then the film jumps 18 months later. And, um, you know, it's this was a really, really great opening scene to kind of right off the bat give you that perspective of how pissed Bruce is at this alien and why he already has resentment for Superman and what's been brought to this world. So I, I just <laughs> love this opening scene right here. So I'm going to throw it to you, Peep. So what did you think about this opening segment here? Yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I knew it was coming from the trailer. Um, uh, and it was, like like you guys said, it watching this, this scene, it kind of made me think, like, like I think it would be kind of cool to see this p- kind of perspective because like, we saw this in Cloverfield, you know, like not from over the monster's shoulders, but, you know, down looking up. It's like, what about Transformers 1? <laughs> I wonder what all those people were going through. Like, hey, I'm just having a hot dog and holy shit, a fucking robot? <laughs> and the whole city gets torn up. So, I don't know. It was it, it was definitely a... Um, I don't know. I, I, I did like it. I, not the little whole, you know, when he, um, you know, saw... Batman and Zod fighting each other from the distance like you know you look and you see all this debris but then you get that Zack Snyder zoom in where it zooms in right away I'm like wait did he see did he just eye zoom because I don't know if humans can do that <laughs> he didn't but, eye zoom oh. <laughs> did he just, just eye kidding. zoom <laughs> I'm just I, kidding I, I, really I do know though. what you're saying it was just a camera perspective but I, I know I know. the same thing peeps <laughs> like what like maybe he has he's got his back goggles contacts on or something I don't know but um but other than that though it's, it, with what you were saying Pat like it was that when the uh, the eye lasers were going through the the building and it was like you saw like the metal like melting and just like you don't know what the hell's going on all you know is that the buildings are coming down and there's like a dubstep ship in the background doing stuff so I don't know it was it, it was it, definitely it was cool it, it was awesome. be honest. It was awesome. Were you guys trying to picture that scene in the original movie? Because I was trying I to was, figure I out. Yeah, really, I was kind of figuring out was that building really there? I mean, I, I mean, I want to go back and look, but it's so, it's such a powerful scene that I, I, I can't even put it together. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've seen some side by side shots, and it actually does line up with Man of Steel, which is pretty cool. Nice. That they that's spent awesome. they spent the time to do that. Yeah, like okay. like right with the way the eye lasers go through the building and everything. That's exactly from that inside fight that they're doing. So really really cool. Uh, so Friggins, what do you think about this opener here? Um, you had mentioned earlier when you were kind of describing like Bruce going straight in to the city after that. It also ended up being one of my favorite, if not my favorite, scene of the entire movie because. Uh, it gave such a different perspective, and as you mentioned, you know, like in, in Man of Steel, when we're watching it, we're thinking, "Man, this is the Superman movie we wanted." In the sense that, like, you get Superman strength fighting Superman strength, so all this destruction, and like at the time, you're just thinking, "This is, looks cool," but then now we're seeing it, as you mentioned before, like on the ground level, and now we see the damage and the scariness of it. But what you have is you have this dude who's so like 
carefree about well not carefree but he cares so little about his own safety that he's like a normal human being running straight into this this damage like he that is like true batman like he's putting himself in danger on purpose to do whatever he possibly can even in the face of something you think no human being would ever be able to do anything uh, to to be able to help anybody, and he manages to do that. And I mean, I, if you think about it, Fred, like nobody knows what's going on. Like it, it was just right. a regular day, and buildings are collapsing, and he is still running into danger, not, not knowing what the hell is happening. Yeah, you're seeing this giant spaceship over there, and then all of a sudden he sees these two people flying through buildings and laser beams, and when it, that building's collapsing and the the cloud comes rushing at him. And he's running in as everyone else is running away. Like that was just so powerful to me. And at that moment, I was like, Ben Affleck is the best damn Batman ever. And <laughs> I haven't even seen him at Batman at this point. That, that's hilarious. The first was... three minutes you see him, and he's the best Batman ever. Yeah, he was awesome. But he did. He solidified himself literally in those first open in that opening yeah, scene. Yeah, it set the tone. It set his character, his personality, and the risk he was willing to take. At his own life's expense, potentially, to be able to do whatever he can to help someone else on a human level and not on a like super powery, I can, you know, withstand these buildings following me. No, he would die too. And so I thought it was really, really strong um, sense of character. And, and Zack Snyder definitely nailed the Batman character of this movie. Who Michael Keaton wanted to fight the the Joker. You want to get nuts? But, uh, but let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? That, that was nuts. a powerful scene too. Pete. I'm telling. That's I'm just saying. Comparative. Yeah. But, he had a poker, yeah. fire poker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Geeky Pat. What would you think of this opener? Oh my goodness! It was. He said, uh, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> it was so good, dude. It, it, it. I, you guys keep saying it's one of your favorite scenes. It, it really. I, I hate to echo it, but like, what a hell of a way to start a movie, dude. I was sucked right in. I was like, "What?" Even when he's driving, dude. When he and that ship starts crashing through the buildings, and he, it's above him. I was freaked out, dude. And and three D, it was even worse. It was like. You could see debris falling at you when you were looking up, and it. There's moments in this movie that is it 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 it's surreal, and that was one of those surreal moments. I mean, uh, the buildings coming down around everybody, and and how he even called that guy. He was like, "Get everybody out of the building," and then when he couldn't talk to the guy anymore, he started to drive faster because he was like freaking out, you know. And it just. How about when he saved that girl, man? I mean. He looked like Batman without the suit on at that moment, you know? <laughs> that was, it was close, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, well, I, definitely I mean, the look that he gave him, you know, he was like that that was like I'm I'm really angry right now, man. Yeah. So <laughs> when she was like, "Where's where's your mo- I'll get you to your mommy. Where's she at?" and she points to half a building on fire. <laughs> he looked He should have been like, "She's okay. It's, she's all right. she's fine. She's all right." Yeah. yeah. Hopefully was, she was on one of the bottom floors. Yeah, it was very surreal though. It was it was a it was it was a very powerful scene in that movie. Yeah, so I mean, just a, a great opener, and and you know, we'll kind of just through basically the rest of this. After here, we get we then we jump to like Africa and Lois Lane's there um, with a nice little cameo from Jimmy Olsen who gets murdered in the first two minutes. He's so in the sad. Film. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that was Jimmy Olsen, but yes, he was the cameraman uh, in the Africa scene. Um, you know, I read an interview with Zack Snyder where he just said like they really had no plans to ever use Jimmy Olsen in the in their timeline. So then they just kind of Easter eggy 
threw that on that dude <laughs> just to kind of be like, there he is. <laughs> I was thinking that that dude was like in the FBI or something. Well, they said he was like CIA, so like CIA. he was definitely, yeah. you know, they yeah, changed, changed up, changed you know, because he was going to get killed anyway, so it didn't matter. He had a camera and he was a little white white dude, so he's Jimmy Olsen. Camera in a camera. <laughs> he was actually Jimmy Olsen is in white in Supergirl and he's still off. Awesome. What are we trying to say, Fred? Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Fred, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> uh, so yeah so he gets killed and then uh, you know I've seen another rumor going around I'll throw this at you guys right here but that that um, Russian dude that's throughout the whole movie that starts off there in Africa and then um, we're chasing him throughout you know the whole white yeah. Portuguese and he all that kind of stuff two. yeah he's in th- yeah, 302 like yeah. I'm hearing a rumor and then uh, nothing confirmed on this or anything but that that guy actually might be KG Beast <laughs> Like, like, oh, his, wow. like, his, hmm. like before he changes. <laughs> so uh, he got blew up. So I don't know if he can change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe he could survive that. And now he started to sound like I'll pieces. kill her. There's no body. So I'll kill her. <laughs> yeah, I'll kill her. The body going to pieces. Yeah, we just saw an explosion. I didn't really see him fall out the window. Cobra's coming back. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, you know, we get that, and then basically. Uh, that guy, KG Beast, we'll call him, uh, and uh, and his whole crew, they, they just straight murder a bunch of people in this village, and then we hear the first, the sonic boom come, and here comes Superman, uh, does a superhero landing, and uh, saves Lois for the first time. <laughs> saves Lois. It's superhero landing, it's superhero landing, watch. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, he comes blasting down through the wall, and then uh, he just, and I love this scene too, because he just, the, the guy's got, Lo- got a gun to Lois's head, and he's like, don't move, or I'll shoot her, and then she's like, Let's go of him, and she's like, kind of gives him a wink, like, "All right, go ahead and do what you gotta do." And then Superman just blasts the dude through the fucking wall, <laughs> which I just I love that scene, man. He just, Dude, I'm like, that dude's dead. dead. He's he so dead. Dead. What I said. <laughs> He's like pudding on yeah. the other end. Brick. <laughs> he just pushed him through a brick wall. Dude, yeah. He could survive. Super fast too. Like he, yeah, like really fast. <laughs> <laughs> dead. But it's such a cool scene. <laughs> Superman never kills though, guys. Yeah, he told Lois when he went back home, like, "I didn't kill nobody while I was there." So I mean, so we gotta take his word for it. I mean, the guy he might have been like a vegetable. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the guy's in a coma, paralyzed, but he did not kill him, right? <laughs> so, so you know, uh, so basically, like we kind of get this synopsis set up to where the world is kind of pinning all this stuff on Superman, and we kind of find out later that it's it's Lex. Like we we meet Lex Luthor. He's playing puppeteer here. He's you know trying to push Batman to kind of go after Superman. He's pushing Superman to go after Batman, you know, and, and, and he's also trying to make Superman look bad. You know, he's doing everything he can to, you know, they set up this whole firefight in the desert. They blame Superman for all the deaths there, which is kind of crazy because like all those people were dead from gunfire and it's like not like Superman shooting anybody. So I don't know why like he would have really got blamed for a lot of that. That that confused the shit out. I was so confused yeah. that whole movie because of what you just said. <laughs> and there was just like, destruction in the village. I feel like Well, they lit up Lex the did I think they caught after the, he left. All I, I think they that. caught it on fire. Like it was it was like smoking on fire when when they drove away on the motorcycle. So maybe the assumption is Yeah. That they burned the bodies so it looked like he used his laser vision or something like that. True. Yeah, it was a big know. leap, though. It should have been more explained. Yeah, right. Which it that probably will be in the three-hour cut. And, and to, be, to be fair, I couldn't figure out why that scene was even there at first until it was later explained. So I was like, I don't get why this is here except to show that Superman's fast when he flies and he's a badass. <laughs> I, I didn't really know. I, I, until you get it put together later, I didn't even pay attention much to the scene because I didn't think something like that was going to happen, you know? Yeah. So I don't think it was necessary at all. 
cut so that part. It was necessary to the storyline. I liked it. I, that whole storyline, that whole C plot, cut it all out. A third uh, of the movie, not necessary. I don't know because then, Sorry, then, yeah, then, then you don't then you don't meet the KGB's dude, you know, who plays a very big role into it. So you kind of, I like that you kind of get your introduction to him there. And it ties know. like Luther into that web of 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 genius that he actually had, which I didn't really even appreciate till the second time I watched it. Um, he put a lot of things in play and you kind of would miss that portion of it if it wasn't there and it was like the big thing it was why he was at the why he was sitting at the the what was it, the senate that they had the the board meeting on him or whatever to to see what they were going to do and you know that whole that whole scene was really cool so we wouldn't even have that scene because there'd be no reason for him to be there well, then, I have no problem with that. I don't need that thing at all. <laughs> uh, I disagree. But then we wouldn't, you know, and then you wouldn't have had, like, you know, when Lois is uh, later in the end of the movie, we're jumping ahead again, but when she's coming down the escalator and KGB is sitting there fucking cleaning the uh, the tile there before the abductor, and then she's like, hey, don't familiar? you look familiar. Don't I know you? And it's like, yeah. she wouldn't have known him if they didn't have that Africa scene in the yeah. beginning. So, you I think know. it was important. She could have just got kidnapped. <laughs> she could have been looking through some files a little bit earlier that day and saw his picture. Like, and by the way, you said that if we get to introduce him to Lex Luthor. I don't know what movies you guys watch, but I never saw Lex Luthor. Well, maybe Max Luthor, but not like uh, this, this I see guy what you Lex. Did you see what no, I mean? he, was, he was Lex Luthor. Again, they said he wasn't going to be anything like that in the comic book. So I don't know why you go in and thinking it was going to be Lex Luthor. <laughs> I'm just picking at I, I didn't yeah. listen to them. I don't know who they are. but Okay, so let's jump right into Lex. We're bringing him up. Let's talk Zach about Snyder, him. But... This, this is, this is a, a big key of controversy right here. <laughs> so we got Jesse Eisenberg. We got Lex Luthor. We remember when he got cast, this was another one. This, this movie had a lot of casting, you know, shockers when it came out. I mean, from even from Ben Affleck oh, getting flash. announced as Batman, everybody was like, oh my God, Ben Netflix is gonna be horrible, and then like you know, and then it continued on when Gal Gadot got hired as Wonder Woman. Oh my God, the chick from Fast and Furious is stupid, <laughs> and then like, and then just yeah, oh my God, the fucking Mark Zuckerberg guy from the Facebook movie. He's, he's like, probably quoting me right now. Like that sounds like me. <laughs> it, it was Pete, actually. I remember this conversation. Dude, this was the, this was just the majority of the internet <laughs> at this point. And peeps. you know, <laughs> and peeps. But you know, but it's true. I mean, that's what happened. And I want to go on record once again that I was a sold on Ben Affleck since day one. There is an Am I on the Air episode from three years ago called Your Argument is Invalid. You can go back and look it up. And uh, it's all about supporting Ben Affleck as Batman. So I'm just happy to say that 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 all went very well. He told you so. Three years later, I can finally say I told you so when it comes to Ben Affleck. But, you know, so there was a lot of casting controversy with this one. But Jesse Eisenberg was one where a lot of people were kind of scratching their head like, Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor? I was. You know, we, we were all thinking, you know, Brian Cranston and, you know, just there's all these other Mark guys. Strong. Mark Strong was my pick. I was like, come on. Yeah, he would have been awesome. Oh, it would have been so good. You know, but they decided to go like a younger kind of, you know, tech savvy kind of smart kid kind of route. And I'll tell you, when I saw it the first time, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I was just kind of like, uh, he is what he is. When I saw the movie the second time and even into the third time, I actually really liked him as Lex Luthor. Like it took me, you know, a little bit to really get what they were going for, but 
I thought he played off the very like, ooh, I'm kooky and crazy, like to the public image, but then behind closed doors, very just the red capes are coming, like <laughs> just very kind of evil and just you know tapping on the desk with the senator and you know and just talking about you know devils don't come from hell below us, no, they come from the sky, and just the way that he kind of interpreted everything, and I just I love the way that he kind of stood up to Superman at the end there with his mom and everything, like. I don't know, I just, I got into it on the second and third viewing to where I was like, I, I'm still not going to sit here and be like, oh, they really nailed it, he's the best, but like, I agree. but I appreciated what, what he did and what he brought to the table. I mean, even up to the very end, finally gets the head shaved, and after Batman basically gets in his face in the jail cell, you know, I love that he was just, you know, just that whole ending part of him just being like, it's too late, the bells have already been rung, <laughs> you know, like, he's on ding his dong, way, ding, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> you know. That being said, and I had basically the same feeling, I'm with Fred, I wish they would have casted someone else. Yeah. Yeah, and- I mean... Yeah, I mean, we would have got a totally different movie, <laughs> but yeah. you know, but it would have been interesting to see someone else's take on it. But all, but my takeaway on him is just like it, you have to kind of see it a couple times, I think, for you to really appreciate what he brought to it. And I thought he brought something real, you know, unique to the character that we've never seen before because we've seen, you know, Gene Hackman play it up oh, very gosh. campy and everything. We saw Kevin Spacey try to duplicate that. You know, yeah. we've seen, you know, Michael Rosenbaum on Smallville. Like, we've seen a lot of the same Lex Luthers, and he, and regardless whether you liked it or you didn't like it, Jesse Eisenberg brought a whole nother side to Alexander Luther. And, it's and refreshing. I, it was, and it was, it was unique and it was refreshing, and uh, he kind of did it all with his wits. I mean, let's not forget, he figured out who the Justice League was. He figured out that Batman was Bruce Wayne. He figured out that Superman was Clark Kent. This is a smart motherfucker right here. He figured out kryptonite, how to use it. He took over a ship. He learned about a thousand, hundred thousand planets and all Kryptonian technology. He learned how to do, uh, you know, how to contact the dark side. Yeah, he he knows he's coming. Yeah, he He knows he's coming. He called called him on the cell phone. (laughs) On the mother box, dude. Yeah, the mother box. On the cutout scene, you'll see when the movie comes. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, th- there was there's there's a lot that he really did in this movie when you think about it, and you're like, he's a smart ass dude, you know. So like, you know, he turned you know Zod into fucking Doomsday. Like, I mean, he gets a lot of shit done in this film. So I mean, you know, like I said, I wasn't really well, sold what, on what it. What are what are his motives though, Don? Why? <laughs> Come on, because he's evil. And Here's good, why. And good is dumb. Here's why. Okay. <laughs> Here's what really happened. Superman destroyed the city. He started building the city back up. But the press just kept pushing Superman, kept pushing Superman. He's building the city, and he wants the credit, and he's the hero of mankind, at least the hero of Metropolis. And Superman keeps taking all his credit. He's the human who's saving the human race, and Superman, the alien, is in his way. So his motivation is to show that Superman is not a god. He is not worth worshiping. He is not the savior of mankind, and he's going to prove it by making him be the guy he knows Superman is to be. So at the end of the movie, when you resurrect a giant monster to destroy the city, is that that's how he's going to accomplish that? Correct, because he could rebuild the city, and he'll look good doing it. Because remember, he's still evil. So yeah. he'll rebuild the city, and he'll look like he saved everything, and Superman will have been the bad guy because – he caused all this and killed the Batman, and this was all in his plan. So, yeah, that was his plan. <laughs> I struggled with Lex myself. I, I really, really did. Even on the second going. I will say this, though. 
So Lex is one of my personal dislikes of the movie. Um, but I want to point out that I think that Jesse did an excellent job in this particular role of Lex. This writing, this characterization of Lex, he did a fantastic job. He nailed his his uh, his personality traits and everything that they, the writers, created for this version of Lex. But when I hear that Lex Luthor is going to be a character in a movie, there are certain things that I expect to fall within this uh, you know, one of our earlier episodes of uh, the People's Forum, we talk about these characters kind of falling in a sandwich, and you know, so I, oh. I expected certain traits in this Lex Luthor sandwich, and we didn't get those traits. So, but have I, you ever? And and that's exactly what I was going to go with. And I've never got that in a movie setting. So I was really so when I hear Jesse gets cast, I was like, this is the worst casting ever. Then I see the photo of him bald, and I'm like, whoa, he looks creepy. He looks intimidating. This might actually work. Right. And then we see the first trailer, and he's got the stupid long hair, and he's acting like freaking an idiot. And I'm like, okay, this is exactly what I was afraid of. And so I think that eventually, when it's all said and done, if you can separate this as being another – if you could go in and, and realize that this is a different telling of Alex Luthor, and this is not the one we got in the, the – Superman animated series or the one you get in the comics, then you can kind of deal with it. But this is one of the disservices of the movie and making us have a character that is a known villain who has certain traits, not using those traits and completely changing the character in a way that requires a viewer to either um, ignore it or have to kind of look at it in a in a different shade of of light like i think that is a disservice to the film and i don't mind if they change things up like they change superman up they change batman up batman's much more violent and we'll get in that in a little bit but like yeah there there are things you can change with it and still be okay if the skeleton is true to the character and i feel like stick with the sandwich fred stick yeah, the sandwich. yeah if the yeah, sandwich still but, has the bread and ham but like there fair. was just what, so many what were different... you looking for in Lex Luthor that you didn't get? Well, I mean, I just not definitely not what Jesse Eisenberg has. I, uh, that's not what I asked. What were you looking I for in you, Lex Luthor? You, you said so... you had these pre-notions, these things you wanted it to be. So what were those things that you didn't get in Jesse Eisenberg? I think that when you're just talking about a Lex Luthor, you're dealing with an individual who is very um, – controlling of situations in the sense that he's also very intimidating you get this strong you didn't um, find it intimidating when he shoved the red jelly rancher into the guy's mouth no that was creepy and it's then strawberry. he strawberry he licked his right. fingers after that's where i was like whoa don't intimidating mess exactly that was a scary <laughs> motherfucker i was like hell no creepy. fucking no, i like strawberry and all but jesus i don't think he fit the the classic version and and again i'm okay with it making tweaks but this was to me a separation of character and i think not only myself but i mean the internet agrees with me and, and i think peeps you, you probably agree with me but that, well, I, that I, I agree with you too i was just playing devil's advocate oh no and i'm glad you did because i mean we need to be able to back up our statements and i just yeah really that's feel all i want that it, it takes away from the essence of the character and the only way that i kind of and again it's a disservice to the movie if you have to to go and and create explanations for yourself or cause the director to have to go online and give explanations. All those things make or make the movie never worse in a sense. Seen Lex Luthor and this is your view of him, if you I can get all the hype. That's one of it. Or number two is if I have to say that his father was the Lex Luthor that I know. And then this is, you yeah, know, his son. 
that, didn't you? I did. Out. I did too. I I, I kind of felt like that, but the but Don, the we're used to exactly. I well, when that. he said my my dad is the Lex in the Lex Corp, you know, like kind of thing, I was like, yeah. okay, like you, yeah, I felt like that was the spin they were trying to go with, like in a subtle way, you know, not necessarily just coming straight brought, out. He did, but he brought up Daddy way too much, and like I, I wish it would have been a little bit more subtle. But like he brought him up like four times in the movie. Then Daddy beats me, because and then Daddy they, this. Maybe they want to leave that door open. What if they just bring him back somehow? Yeah, they never the said road, he's dead or anything. He's like, oh so. shit, my dad's alive, and then it's <laughs> then it is the real Lex. That we've been <laughs> See, actually, that would be they never said he died. You're right, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, well, he let Lex Jesse Eisenberg said he was an orphan boy. So, oh, that's true. So that's true. Yeah. So I mean, they, they're saying that he died and that's why he's like this this is the room in the house that i left and you know his you know i left it the way he had it and everything like i feel like they're almost are trying to leave that door open to kind of just later on be like booyah we got you here's like <laughs> think about it every one of them didn't have a father batman superman <laughs> jesse eisenberg and wonder what was made from dirt so uh, yeah <laughs> it's, it's like a disney movie all over yeah, it is. Um, Fred, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the Lex music, though. I thought you were going to. Oh, go off I was going to get to I a Lieutenant Gottschalk. I've I've often talked in like so many podcasts where I say if the if there's something that takes me out of the movie, then I instantly have a negative. And music is often the the number one thing that that happens with. And every single time Lex Luthor's <laughs> little theme song popped on, I was like, "Fuck, I hate you right now!" Like the music was. I love this theme. Oh, it's terrible. You talking about the. He's like walking with the music. Like, yeah. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. So bad. I don't oh, know. Uh, it was over the top. Oh, I love it. Over the I, top. I thought the score to this movie was fucking spot on. No That's way. why the guy quit, and he's never gonna do another. It has nothing movie to again. do with that. So the, we'll, that we'll strike Pat's fucking he, comment he from the record book. Movie, he saw that theme no, music and said, "I got nothing quit. to do I with that." Because everybody can. loves the Wonder Woman theme. That's like Wonder the highlights of everybody's Wonder Woman theme. theme was fantastic. Yeah, I like the Lex one, and I I only felt like it was really like obvious in like two scenes. I agree. You know, I didn't think that they like overdid it or anything with him. He's another person that could have been cut from the movie entirely for me. <laughs> Honestly, man, I don't know. I was kind of looking more towards. Uh, I was, I was, I was more intimidated by KG Beast than than Lex. Like when I saw him in the scene, I was like, "Oh, it's about to go down. Watch!" But he didn't really do enough much. I, I, he hanged off. He hanged off the back of a truck. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, like uh, I'll just say this, and we can move on from he Lex. Was underutilized, sure. he really was. Speak on Lex, peeps. It's your turn, anyway. Let's let's throw it out. Well, I mean, you know, as far as villains go, you know, I, there, you know, there's that's that's my, that's what I that's like what I kind of take out of a, a lot of these movies, and that I kind of look forward to, Ant Man. Um, the, the guy that, that was played yellow jacket, I'm like, Oh my God, he's still alive. Please tell me he's still alive. He's just shrunk really small. We're going to see him again. And Koba, we're going to see Koba again from the planet of the apes. He's, he's, he was so like great and, and Ronan and freaking, I hope nothing happens to Damien dark in the arrow right now, because I, I, I'm going to tell you guys right now, he's going to be alive whatever happens. Uh, Bad guys are supposed to lose. No, I, I know, but when you're going to give us more in the future, like I, I want the p- possibility of them coming back and and making things rough for us later on. Put them together and be a suicide squad. You could send them off to die. 
Exactly. Fine. Yeah, fine. Make KG put KGB in this next Suicide Squad movie. I, I do hate point... how villains die all the time. They should be able to be reused like in the comic book. I disagree. <laughs> we get limited movies. I want them all to die. But that's just... <laughs> Fred was rated our Bambi, so whatever. <laughs> that's true. Oh, Lord. But the point I'm trying to make is that at the end of the movie, I don't want to see another Lex. Like... We're going to see him again. He shaved his head now, so now he's going to be like, you know what? This is a good look for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna keep this going. And like, I don't, I don't want to see him the next. I want to see, I, I, I want to see KGBs turn into KGBs. I don't want to see Lex Luthor in the next movie. I want to see Joker in the next movie. I want to see. Let, let's do a reimagination of um, Gorilla Grodd, and I don't know. I, I just don't want to see Lex. That. Um, I'm good. This Lex. Maybe if his dad comes, then I'll be cool. And then it could be Lex versus Lex. Lex v. Lex in the next movie. I don't know. That's why I don't make these guys. Dawn, 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 Dawn of the Luthers. <laughs> Lex v. Lex. Dawn of the Luthers. Coming soon. Yeah. Well, there you can see that it just goes to my point of how divided <laughs> that he's made people. So some divided. like it, some yeah. don't like it, some hate it. It is what it is. Uh, like I said, I appreciate it more upon further viewings into the movie, like uh, Pat did too. So, um, so let's move on. You know, so we we, we meet Luther. Luther gets uh, Zod's corpse. He gets access to the ship, which I think Pat made this point, and I agree with him on this one. Why did Superman allow? the crashed fucking ship to be owned like by the government basically like yeah, why didn't he just pick it up fly it to the north pole he should have took that shit way the fuck away like <laughs> yeah. why would he let anybody have control of that i shit? mean it, it bugged me it was in the middle of the damn city and they put a tent over it like <laughs> like it was the gym show uh, it, was, it was like a ramada kind of so. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah it had air conditioning units it's on not it. like they hid it from him like he flew over it every day <laughs> big... <laughs> maybe it's the just... metal they used he couldn't see it and be a Superman, he knows there's this floating-ass thing in there that will whip and kill anybody who enters it. So why wouldn't he want to remove that danger? So, like, like real quick, I, I just want to ask you guys. So, all right, let's just pretend Lex is as powerful or something like that as, like, I don't know, Donald Trump or something like that. So Donald Trump says, all right, um, government, <clears throat> there's an alien ship that landed in the middle of New York City, and there's an alien corpse. I want that corpse, and I want that ship. The government's going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's well, all right. You okay, guys okay but, with that? Well, the government said Here's no, because the... that was the senator. She the... said no, and no, it was – well, the... Hold on, hold on, hold on. She, she, she said no to getting the license the to kryptonite. bring the kryptonite into the into America. Yes. But, but that guy, he just gave – he just authorized him to be able to go on the ship. When it came to Zod's body, that, that scene was kind of convoluted because – he says, I, I'm, I'm, it's one of the scenes that <laughs> I'm pointing out that for me, like when he says, you know, like he goes in, I want the, the corpse and the guy's like, what you want Zod's body? And he's like, yep. And then it just, and then the next scene, you just see them wheeling the body to him on the ship. And mm-hmm. you're just like, uh, cause it didn't seem like the dude was cool with that part of it. No, <laughs> and, it was and like, like he tricked him into it. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like, I'm like, how did, like, how did we get to all of a sudden? I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Like, it just yeah, I mean, I felt like that was a little convoluted. I could see them giving him authorization to at least go look at the ship and stuff, or but look like, at the body. But there was no, yeah, there's the no ship. reason to give him the body. That, that, <laughs> that was just that was pretty ridiculous. Again, this ship shouldn't have been there in the first place. Right, the ship should have been taken away anyway, and no one should have had access to that ship but Superman. 
Um, so that was that was a little odd uh, that that he would have just left it there after it crashed and said, <laughs> "Yeah, do what you got to do with it." Yeah, you there's know. nothing they can do. It's not like it's thirty percent operational or nothing. They're good. So we meet Batman for the first time around this point in the movie uh, where we we go to Gotham and and basically these two cops come in and they they find all these women kind of locked in like the, kind of the basement behind like this jail cell looking door. And they go to let her, let them out, and they speak another language, and they're like, no, no, the devil, the devil's still here, he's, he's upstairs. And, and so they go looking, and you see the first kind of bad guy there tied up, and he's got the brand, the bat brand, on his uh, shoulder there. And the cop starts to look over his shoulder, and we see creepy Batman just hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> looking all nuts. Dude, and, it was scary creepy. And, and then it, it was, it's like a guys. horror film. I want to know how long he was there, he's like, right, hold your breath. <laughs> And then when he leaves too, and when he leaves, it's like spawn. It's like, yeah, he like he like slithered along the wall and then went up through the ceiling. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. And uh, so like that's our first kind of glimpse of Batman, and it's like oh shit. And uh, you know, and then this is when Superman starts kind of hearing about it too. And then as Clark, he's trying to tell Perry like you know we need to look into this Bat Vigilante guy like over there. And I (laughs) I'd love the line too from Perry. It cracked me up every time where he's like, okay, I can see the headline now: crime in Gotham. And another news: water. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Water. Wet. He nailed it. Perry was great. Oh, Uh, so good. So so good. (laughs) Coach, no extra legroom. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so we get, you know, nobody wants to see Clark Kent taking on the Batman. <laughs> um, you know, so we get kind of uh, our first kind of glimpse into Batman, which was pretty cool. I wish it was a little bit more that we would have saw at that point. But then, you know, we get that scene where the, he comes back into the Batcave and, and we get our first kind of cool look at the Batcave, which I thought just looked amazing. Um, Jeremy Irons, fucking awesome Alfred. Yeah, uh, he was. So good. Yeah, totally uh, agree. Nailed it in, in every sense of the word. We got, once again, a totally different Alfred than we've ever gotten in any of the other movies. I mean, we did not get just Butler Alfred in this movie. Like, like this was, you know, a guy that helps him create his gadgets, works on the car, helps fly the drone, <laughs> you know, like, does stuff with him, always beefing up his technology, and, and and you saw the friendship between the two, which I just I just I loved it, man. I mean, it was just it was a great chemistry between those two. So yeah. our next kind of roundtable discussion here, I want to talk about is Batman and Alfred. Like, let's kind of go around uh, our takes on Ben Affleck, Jeremy Iron. Um, like so for me, Jeremy Irons best best Alfred right out of the gate, and he wasn't even utilized that much. I can't wait to see him do more in future movies. Ben Affleck, we've touched upon it. <laughs> I, honest to God, feel this is the best Batman we've ever had. Um, I I know other people did a lot more movies. We've had three movies of Christian Bale, two with Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, you know, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, you know, Lego Batman. We've had, you know, a lot of Batmans <laughs> out there. And um, But for me, and, and I said this three years ago, I felt like he was going to nail it. I felt like physically he was the most, you know, from page to screen adaptation wise the perfect adaptation right there of just physically looking at your screen and being like holy shit there's batman like you know and then and then i thought he i always knew he'd nail bruce wayne and he did an awesome bruce wayne as well and 
I just, I loved it, man. He was just, for me, this is the quintessential Batman. I don't know if I'll get another in my lifetime, you know, like, and it just, they just, they nailed it with this. And I, I hope, and I'm glad because, you know, even with how negative some of the reviews are, everybody's positive on Ben Affleck, which is really, really cool to see. And I, and I'm happy for Ben because, you know, obviously he got a lot of shit for Daredevil and other stuff, you know, which I never understood. I thought he was a great Daredevil too. Um, but you know, he, he deserved this. He really did. He's a big Batman fan in real life and he really wanted to do good with this. And I thought he killed it. Jeremy Irons. I've never really been the biggest Jeremy Irons fan. He, the guy's very hit and miss with me sometimes, but as Alfred, he he just he was great, you know, and 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 I mean, you know, we just got done seeing you know the great Michael Caine as Alfred for three movies, and you know he's a hard one to beat too. But Jeremy Irons just fit it for me, man, in just every way, and I liked that he wasn't just the yes, sir, yes, Master Bruce, you know, like you know, like all the time, and just more just like kind of on the level with him. Like I felt like there was the one scene before the Lex party where I felt like Ben, you know, as Bruce was almost asking him permission to take out the bat suit. You know, like he was like, I'm going to need the suit. And then Lex, and then, uh, you know, Alfred's like, oh, you're not going to need the suit because you got an invitation to the party. Just go as Bruce, you know? And, and I felt, I was like, that's kind of odd that he was almost like asking him for permission to be like, I need to go out as Batman. Um, but yeah. these two characters, like I said, just nailed it. And it really just throws my anticipation through the roof at this potential, you know, solo Batman movie that we should be getting hopefully in the next five years. So, you know, I want to see more of this team and, you know, and, and their story kind of, you know, moving forward. And on the, on the side notes, since we're talking Batman, Alfred, Batcave, let's talk Batmobile too. I love the fucking car. And Hell I got, yeah. and I got to say the entrance into the Batcave chilling in the middle of the lake. Beautiful. I love that the lake literally just opens up and he just rams right off the damn trail right into the cave. Um, just excellent man i i loved all of it i like how the mansion is all decayed now and he's living in this like pimped out like ex machina house literally chilling on the lake like which was just like super super cool um yeah i just i loved everything batman related in this movie and i'm excited to see when jk simmons kind of comes in <laughs> as commissioner gordon in uh justice league there of how his interaction is going to be with <laughs> how his interaction is going to be with him in the future there so i, I loved all that man so I'm gonna start with you, Fred. What, what, what was your just your, your synopsis here on all these characters in, in the Batman world? Oh, geez, man. Uh, Batman is hands down my number one favorite thing of this entire movie. Um, you know, I said it with the opening entrance scene. I instantly knew that he was he was Batman, and um, I think they carried it out throughout the entire movie. And his entrance when we first see the cops going into that abandoned building, like I literally kind of had like I don't want to say I was scared, but like that like almost horror movie kind of feeling where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is so cool. Like, you know, and like, um, it kind of gave you the creeps. And I thought this is exactly how Batman should be. I love that. It was the older version where he's, you know, um, at the end of his, he's been doing this for 20 years and, and he's finally coming to this knowledge, like this feeling of, 
I haven't been successful in stopping crime, really. I mean, and, and, and so he's upped his game, and now he's branding people, and they're getting killed in prison because of his branding. And, and, um, and, and uh, Alfred tells him about you know, when, when good men turn cruel or something like that. And I, I thought it was a great kind of progression. Like It almost seems real. Like this person who – when you start out, you think you're doing good, and you're stopping all this crime, but you keep seeing the crime not stopping, and it's coming and coming and coming. I feel like over time – this is where you could potentially go to, um, and so I thought it, mentally it created this, you know, very psychological um, aspect to Batman that we've never seen before, uh, where he's kind of been struggling with with what he's been doing this entire time, and plus now dealing with the fact that there's an alien that can do um, t- t- whatever it wants, and he can't do anything about it, and so I thought that was a great a way to show him dealing with his struggles. He's become crueler and, and it was just perfect. Um, the suits were perfect. Um, absolutely loved him. And what you were talking about with, with, with Jeremy Irons, I, I'm a huge fan of him. I think he's got one of the most unique voices and, um, he can do any kind of voice work as far as I'm concerned, but he, uh, was perfect as Alfred. And I really liked the kind of subtle, almost father figure that we get out of it. Right. You know, he's, he's not just there, like you had mentioned, Don was saying, yes, sir, yes, sir. But he's like kind of influencing and he's kind of acting like a, a parent or a grandparent where he's like, oh, she'll make an honest woman of you. And he's like, in your dreams, Alfred. Like like that was really cool to see that side of Alfred where he's wanting Bruce to drop this and, and get a family and move on with his life. And and I, I thought it was great. Yeah, let's uh, try not to leave the, em- the empty wine cellar to the future yeah. Wayne's. He's like, oh, oh, my kidding. There ain't going to be no future <laughs> Wayne's. going to be any future Wayne's. Like, exactly. <laughs> and like all those aspects kind of gave us a little touch of of um, of an Alfred that we're not used to. One of the things I didn't like about Michael Caine uh, was how he kind of – he couldn't handle it anymore, and he backed away from Batman and left him, which made the, sense. In the first movie, he just quits. Right, he just quits, and and in this one, I get the sense of Alfred is there for him, and he wants to be a part of his life. And even though I I get it, like Alfred and the other movies, you know, wanted Batman, he was afraid he was going to kill himself or whatever. The, but I just like that connection that they showed in He's this. Getting version. all foggy on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I feel like I, you I really like Christian Bell was a horrible Batman, just didn't want to be part of the movie anymore. I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> but Batmobile was amazing. Oh, the God. Batplane was amazing. Um, you know, I think this is the best Batmobile we've seen so far because they had that mixture of the tank and also the speed, so that was really cool. Um, and I also really liked Batcave. Uh, if you go to Google and you like Google Bruce Wayne's Manor or Bruce Wayne's Mansion or something like that, it'll take you to the um, like where you can walk through the side house, the little um, penthouse that you were talking about, the glass penthouse. And if you follow the little arrows it, and you go down the hallway, it actually takes you into the Batcave. And you can go um, down the ramp and out into the Batcave. You can look at the Batmobile. You can see Robin's suit. You can see all kinds of stuff. So if you haven't done that yet, go to Google and you know search like Bruce Wayne's penthouse i think is what it is and uh, you could play around with that and get to see like close-ups of everything inside the back here but super cool um i don't know if i'm jumping the gun don you said talk about batman and all them can i talk about desert batman yet Mm, no we'll talk about that segment (laughs) in its own right Uh, but yeah batman by far my favorite thing i think ben affleck was great as bruce wayne and batman and perfectly nailed all right pat 
He's on mute. Let's pretend yes, I wasn't not, on yeah. mute there. Um, so, uh, I, 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 I love, uh, I love Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I loved him as Batman. He, there was never a doubt in my mind that that's who this person was. You know, um, it happened with Superman. I, he was Superman to me, and now it happened with Batman. Like it, they they casted them so well, and I was a big fan like you of Ben Affleck and. I knew he was going to be able to do this part. Um, he did even better than I expected. Um, Alfred. Now, my problem with this movie, Alfred's the only thing in this movie that is got heart or has hope or any humor or anything that is a, a hope of humanity is in this character here. The, the movie's totally lacking of any of that. And and he's the only person in the movie who has that. And and it really makes him enduring. It really makes you think he's helping the Batman, but he's really only helping the Batman, not because he believes in his cause, but because he just doesn't want him to die. And and he actually cares about his future and to the point where he he's building armor for his helmet. So if he gets shot in the head, he's not going to die. And and I mean he's doing all this stuff because he made a promise to his parents that he would take care of him. Of course he didn't know he was going to become a psychotic guy with a bat suit, you know. And and so when it comes to Alfred, I think this is one of the truest Alfreds in the whole movie. I mean in, in any of the movies. Um, the only other Alfred I like better maybe would be the animated series Alfred. But this guy he 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 was a big part of the movie to me because again. This movie's missing a lot of heart and and a lot of emotional other than darkness. It's a really dark movie. And so he brought a little bit of that to the movie and really he was the only one who did. Mm-hmm. But the Batmobile. You like that, Pat? Oh, there's not much more to say than it was just it was so badass. I mean, I want two of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Peeps. All right, yeah, I mean, not really much else I could say, but I will say this about, um, you know, the Batman. I did like, though I didn't like the, the amount of detail they went into, but all the, I don't know, Bat dreams, Batman dreams. Like, you know, as we comic book fans know, like, he is, like, continuously haunted, you know, by his past. That's why he continues to do what he does. And I think this movie kind of painted that picture very well he's still he's a grown-ass man had probably a really good time last night with chick with the high heels that we didn't get to see but he still you know is like has these like horrifying dreams of blood and and caskets of his parents and stuff like that so i I just thought it was it was really you know cool to see like why he's still wearing this effing suit um i know don we were kind of talking i guess like a while ago we were thinking that you know, maybe at one point Batman kind of hung up his cape until Superman came back, and then he was going to bring it. Up. But it kind of sounds like he never really went away. He's yeah, you know, that's how I think too. He never went away. It's kind of been doing this the whole time, and then we, I think they did a good. They they pretty much showed us why. And um, though I will say, I, I I would have liked just a kind of nod to see why maybe he has gone towards the killing. Like I know that that you guys said with Alfred, the conversation they had, like they, you know, how it changes man and whatnot, but I don't know, like maybe, maybe a little something like a little conversation, like, Oh, I see you're still (laughs) stooping to their level. It's like, well, the job has to be done. You know, we've had this conversation. I I don't know. Like (laughs) I had to really like, wait, 
Did he just kill that dude in the car when he shot? No, it blew up and those dudes ejected. He didn't. They're kill dead. Him. No, they're okay. dead. And then uh, later on, I'm like, I was oh, no, perfectly that okay dead. with it too. That I was cool. totally fine with it. I'm, I'm, oh, I don't beef with it. I just want to know how he went from point A to point B. I know we're going but to. But I don't that feel like on. I don't feel like he was really just walking through the movie snapping people's necks though. No, like I don't he feel was like even he, all the shit he, out of. He people. wasn't really straight up murdering people though. Like he yeah. was just like he was just kind of like fighting and like if you happen to die during the fight, you happen to die. <laughs> like yeah. it, like he wasn't going out of his way to, to protect you, but like he wasn't straight up trying to murder you either. He didn't prevent your death. Yeah, exactly. He was just <laughs> he like if he dies, that guy he dies. In the back of the car. He straight up murdered yeah. that guy. But he was shooting. That guy was shooting at him with a gauntlet gun. So he was just like, I got to shoot back with my fucking gun. I couldn't help it that the car blew up. Zack Snyder posted something on Twitter where he's like, it's not so much murder as it was manslaughter. (laughs) He shredded that car. What do you mean? It was going to blow up. Yeah. The car blew up and then he drove through it. Yeah. Um, I get, you know, you guys are talking about Alfred. Like, for some reason, I guess Michael Caine is like my favorite Alfred just because of, just really that some men just want to see the world burn uh story that you know it, it I, I just i don't know i like that old wise sage i guess that he was though he was very absent from the um uh, you know kind of overall you know what he was doing and but no i, I really like this iteration of uh of um alfred and um i thought they kind of look close in age a little bit maybe maybe i'm just not looking i don't know but i was like man that's like, like a 10 year difference i don't know if that that's right but i don't know uh, it, it wasn't a, an issue that I had with it, but um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I w- I'm not going to say that Batman was the best part of this movie for me because I I really liked Superman from Man of Steel, and they brought that same badass Superman into this movie. Um, same thing with Wonder Woman. You know, she her role in this movie I thought was freaking badass. Like, I, I can't say that Batman just completely outshined everybody in, in that aspect. I love this this version of Batman, but I'm just he's just not. He he didn't jump over, I guess, everybody else. He didn't swing. No, he doesn't swing. That's Spider-Man. Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, while we're talking about Batman, and Fred alluded to it, let's talk about some of his nightmares, right? <laughs> so um, he has a couple of them. We have, uh, you know, we have our first one where he basically is dreaming of walking through the field, going to his uh, parents' grave, you know, he's looking at the Martha Kent, and the blood starts dripping out of it, and as he's looking at the blood, everybody jumps in the movie theater because this big monster beetle-looking thing just comes busting out of the wall. Martha Wayne, not Martha Kent. Did I say Kent again? Jesus Christ. You really can't. Martha! 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 Martha. Why'd you say that name? (laughs) Why'd you say that name? Uh, Martha. Okay, so we got Martha Wayne, and then, yeah, then we get our first parademon comes busting through the damn, you know, wall at him. He wakes up. He's like, what the fuck? Wait, that was a man bat? I thought that was. Man bat. Parademon, homie? Bat. It was a bat. No, that was a parademon from Apocalypse. That was no. a parademon. That was our oh, first yeah. parademon. I, I saw the parademons later. That that was definitely a bat. Oh, yeah, the one in the, the in the in the grave thing. Yeah, that yeah, was a bat. Yeah, it pops out of his mom's grave. That was a bat. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. a man bat. <coughs> I already right. said that, Pat. You can't say that. <laughs> Did I mention it was a man bat? <laughs> Don't start with me. So we get that. Um, and then we get the, uh, what they call the nightmare Batman, which is the Mad Max Batman chilling in the trench coat and he's got the goggles and, uh, 
basically we're looking at this post-apocalyptic future um, we see the big omega symbol in the sand so we already know boom dark side right there uh, you see the the um, I, I don't know the, what the legit name for it is but the, the fire coming from the ground up to the sky uh, which is another you know way that dark side travels from the you know interplanetary um, those yeah, yeah, so you have that, and then, you know, so the, the trucks pull up, and they're like, did you get it? Yeah, I got it. And uh, he looks to go get the kryptonite, uh, and it turns out that they they didn't have it. They set him up. Big fight ensues, and then you see all hell start breaking loose, man. You Helicopters are coming, there's parademons flying in, and they're picking people up, and they're killing people, and Batman ends up getting overtaken, and uh, he actually, and you see, if you look closely, he gets knocked out by a parademon who comes just walking up like a big massive one right behind him and just pops yeah. him in the head. Yeah, they know. look like really small when they're flying around, but when it went behind him, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Well, I think That's there was all too. different sizes of them, but that like, one was massive. I was they're really small. I don't like that. And then when, it, when he hit him, I was like, dang, you're huge. <laughs> yeah, that thing was massive. And then he wakes up, and then that's that clip we've kind of seen before where he's like chained up and he's looking around and they're like, what the hell? And... Superman comes flying down, and, and all the guards bow down, and that's when the, the guards all have the Superman S, and, um, <laughs> you know, so he was, he's walking through, and he's looking pissed, <laughs> and then he just straight up eye beam, laser beams, the two dudes that are chained up next to Batman, like, just straight murders them, and then, and I love the way Ben Affleck played off that scene, too, because he looks genuinely like he's shitting his pants in that scene yeah, right there, totally. he, he's like, oh, fuck, like, he just saw these other two guys just get blasted, and, like, you know, and then Superman rips off his mask, and he's looking at him, and then he says, you know, like, you, you took her from me, you took, you know, she was my world, and he puts his hand on his chest and basically just kind of smashes his chest in, and he screams and he wakes up, uh, you know, and so that, that whole thing was just crazy. And that felt very like injustice gods among us, like out of that scene right there. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, the whole thing. And then, then we get the, uh, I think when he wakes up, he actually wakes up into the other scene, which is with, the, with the flash inception but, of dreams. Yeah. Right. The dream within a dream, but, but we get flash busting through the electricity is going and he's wearing like this outer metal suit you know so the the lid flips up and he's like bruce <laughs> like she, it's it's her she's the key lois lane you know Don, and, did, did you hear what he was saying the second time you saw this movie the, the second like, did time you understand the first him? time i had no fucking idea what he said like i i, I could barely hear anything when we saw it the first time and, and i didn't then... know what was going on the first time i didn't know what time <laughs> it's like iron man came through the oh it's that asian guy they, they they casted badly. Never mind. I, know, Fred, I thought it was Fred's Flash. Like, is that was Cyborg? Like, yeah, I was second guessing myself. Yeah, like, me oh, too. I'm not sure. No, I mean I knew it was Flash. I mean that that was pretty obvious to me. I mean when the lid flipped up, he's got the red suit on underneath it. So like so he's sitting there and he's reaching his hand out and he's saying, oh. I think he says, like, I'm, I'm too early or something like that. So, obviously, he's time traveling, and he says, I'm too early, you know, but but Bruce, like, she's the key, Lois Lane. Like, you need to find us. You need to put us together. You know, he's coming and all this stuff, you know. So, just once again, he's trying to warn them of what's going down in the future. And uh, so, that was pretty cool because, I mean, all of us are big fans of the Flash TV show. We know that they've already been doing that with Barry to kind of time traveling and trying to stop different events from happening, changing the timeline, stuff like that. So, I just wish that wasn't a dream, because now I'm like, confused. I don't think it was a dream. Like, it, like that, so I, the Nightmare Batman was the dream, and then I, I think, obviously, the outer suit that he's wearing was helping him kind of cross over subconsciously or something into, you know, 
the papers but like that whole nightmare batman thing that's like captain america having a dream in this next civil war and he's like oh space purple guy that smiles a lot infinity (laughs) stones what oh just he just so happened to have a dream of the next villain like i think they put this images in his mind i think that's why he's having more nightmares than normal i think they were trying to reach him somehow right to to make this happen, you know. I know, and I, I know, but but you're right. It was it's very confusing. It is confusing, and and especially for I mean, it's already confusing for people like us that know this stuff. Like other people, like you know, when I saw the movie again the third time, I saw, saw it with my wife, I saw it with my mother and father in law, and all three of them are looking at me going, "What is going on right now?" You know, <laughs> like I, I had to be like, "That's Flash, and he's coming from the future, and he's trying to warn him." And like like I can understand that. I mean, even the nightmare. Batman, like you, all of a sudden you see things flying around and you're like, what the, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, my wife looked at me and she went, I'm so lost right now. And I had to be like, this is a dream. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, like I had to explain it. Like, but you know, but the, the flash thing, I don't believe is a dream at all. I feel like that's why he's wearing that outer metal suit, the, you know, boom tube, like whatever, like he's, he's crossing over into his consciousness or he he did come through because when when bruce kind of almost looks like he's waking up from that dream there's his papers are flying around everywhere you know so like that that happened like that wasn't just like in his head i didn't notice that yeah so i mean like so the shit went down and so so that that was really really cool so I, I mean, I liked all of these segments. They're just, they are a little over the top for, like, the general viewer, and I could see where it could lose some people in this. But for some people, I know that they, the Nightmare Batman scene is their favorite scene in the whole movie. So uh, it's a it's one of those things, again, it's another topic of conversation of, like, what do we like, what do we not like? But I, I love these things. I liked getting that little thing of, of, of the Flash. I know it'll pay off down the road. They'll explain it again. I read an interview with uh, Zack Snyder's wife, uh, Deborah Snyder, I believe. She's one of the producers on these films, and they they were asking her about that flash scene, and she said it actually wasn't in the script when they started shooting, and then they fit went, and then they kind of were writing out the Justice League script, and then they said, "Oh, this would be cool to kind of have in Justice League, but then you could pop it into this movie and kind of cross it over, and it'll pay off down the road." So I feel like we'll see that what that outer suit is, and we'll get more of an idea of what's going on in future movies. So it'll pay off down the road. But once again, that's just one of the things that comes with a multi kind of you know film universe like we got you know sometimes things don't pay off in the same film you gotta wait and then later on we'll all appreciate it when we're like oh that's what they were doing you know like down the road so yeah don but i I guess kind of going back to like you know how you're saying how everyone's kind of rating these movies and giving it like do you not think that it's kind of a disservice to have stuff like this going on for people that aren't fans of the comic book like it's not really fair that they're just like what the fuzz is going on here and you know we're like okay yeah that's 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 flash coming from the future but my mom is like i'm gonna have to have these conversations with her and then i'm at this this youtube session of how he can go to the past and talk like you know what i mean like like that it's it's hard man it's it's really hard to say and it is if it's if it's right or if it's wrong because yes it's 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 a very tricky situation to do a scene like that and then and then feel like a you're excluding you know your general audience but then 
look how happy it's making diehard fans though yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know so it's like you, you diehard fan didn't make me happy oh, so, been taken see, out of the whole movie i i see and i i disagree 150 well, anytime that guy's saying. flash on the screen oh just see no out. that's just his beef is with flash and that's a whole nother <laughs> fucking story but um you know the, the those scenes were awesome and for really diehard comic fans they those are some of their favorite scenes in the entire film and but but you're right i mean but to a general audience which is over 50% of what's going yeah. into it. It's very, it's very, very hard. You have to please die hard. You have to please the everyday person. So it, it, it it's, it's difficult, but Marvel does it too. Sometimes where you get something and it, it's almost Easter egg. You, you know, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's setting up Ragnarok. And some people are going to go, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but we'll get the payoff. I don't know what happened. I don't know. what happened. He was all weird. <laughs> But I don't know. It, it's, it's like I said, it's a double-edged sword because it's one of those like, you know, you can't please everybody yeah, kind of situations. True. Like I mean, you if they don't do stuff like that, then people are going, man, they're not true to the source material. There's so much more they could have done, you know. And, and, and then, not just that, but like in the future when Justice League happens and then he does go to the past or something, like, well, why did they tie that into that movie or you know? Yeah. So. I mean, and and like I said, and, for, and it makes me feel better because like I said. They, that scene was not in the script. So for them to know that something happens in the Justice League script, that they're going, hey, we could like kind of put this into Batman v Superman, and it'll pay off in the next film, makes me happy. Like because I mean because th- that'll be a cool scene to me when something like that happens in Justice League, and then I'm like, oh, there it is. You know, like that's what they were talking about. Like like they obviously had had the right idea with it, and that's why they put it in the film. You know, so I don't know. So let, let's talk about the dreams in general. Peeps, I'll start with you. Like, what was just your overall view of the of the dream segments? I, uh, as I was kind of saying before, like I, I could have done with them being uh, excluding the, the 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 Mad Max Batman. Like, I, I, I get I get it. He's haunted by his dreams, but I don't need this whole scene of him walking up and being scared by a giant man bat. I didn't need that whole scene. I do want to see that he is being haunted by his dreams. I, I wanted I want to be able to feel that, and I think they could have shown us that even just like you know, given us like little glimpses and 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 images of 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 uh, maybe like what we had seen before with the the pearls or something, and then he just wakes up real quick. Like we don't need that entire. We didn't need to see the entire dream. Um, I, the dreams kind of annoyed me, except again for the you know, the, the Mad Max Batman dream. Um, and so yeah, yeah, that, that's all I got. All right, Pat. Well, oh, he did it again. I wanted, I wanted Superman to fly down in the Godfall suit or some cool dark looking suit in that scene. I didn't like the fact he was still in his normal suit. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like the injustice Superman or something totally like a black one. He yeah. Needed something yeah. Different. Yeah. I think so too. So it did take away a little bit for me for that, but the scene was still really good. Um, I did like that scene. I, I, I'm, I'm torn because I feel like peeps in a way, like some of those dreams didn't need to happen. The, one of my biggest beefs in the movie is it's how convoluted everything comes together. It, it is a very convoluted story in a way because of these forced in things. I feel that scene with Flash felt like they added it in at the last minute. It felt very forced. And I, 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 when I first watched it, not only was the, the actor so horrible I couldn't understand his words, but uh, the fact that 
I didn't know why. I had I had even as a comic book fan, I knew it was probably Flash. It looked like Flash. He had a weird goatee and long hair, whatever. <laughs> Couldn't but, see his hair in that scene. Stop it. <laughs> God. <laughs> he had that weird facial hair. I didn't know what was going God. on. <laughs> Focus on the weirdest shit. shit. I think he had the lipstick on too at that point. I love yeah, it. I love it. Right? He was dressed in drag. Uh. So anyway. Good one, Pat. It felt forced, though, and I didn't even know what he said, so it meant nothing to me. I don't me, think really. it was meant to have you catch everything he said. That was the whole point of why it was hard to hear him. Well, then, it, then it was, if it didn't drive the story or the narrative, it didn't need to be in there. It drove it. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But again, it's cool because, like you said, it's going to pay off in the future, but it's a big risk and a big gamble because even though I think it's cool that he came back in the future and he's telling him and it was Flash, it still felt wrong. In the movie, they could have shot it a different way, maybe or something, but it just did, it felt forced. It felt out of place, and it really convoluted what was going on in the scene before. I think, and and really, it kind of made things messy. Does that make sense? Um, so, like, I, I didn't really even need the scene. I mean, they don't. He could still go back in the. He could still. They could reshoot that exact scene in Justice League, and he could <laughs> pop out from the Flash scene, and we never had to. You know, it's time travel, so maybe it didn't happen the first time. I don't know. So, so, hey, Pat, what about this? What about post-credit scene? Batman is just sitting inside of his Batcave, just victorious over everything yeah. that happened, and then randomly a hole gets ripped, and then that. You, that yeah. scene happens, and then the hole closes, and he's just kind of sitting there, like, "What the fuck just happened?" See, that would have that would have been better. That would have fit better, because it, it just didn't seem it fit right in that place. Um, but you know, again, I, I did enjoy each of the, the the dream sequences. So, like, taking them out wouldn't have didn't wouldn't have hurt, but it it wouldn't have it didn't help either. They were good and they were bad. So, I think time wise. Some of those dreams could have been removed. I didn't need to see his mom keep dying. You know, even, I don't know. It... Well, well, if they wouldn't have shown that, then it wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been the one thing that snaps him out of kill Superman mode. I think, think that's why they, I don't know. Right, and that's why they did the whole grave right. dream, you know, of him, especially looking at the the Martha Wayne, you know, one, yeah. especially, and then zooming in on that with the blood but and everything. It, it, it just... I don't know. It, it all made sense, but it was very, it was hit or miss with me, to be honest. Right. I think right. it goes down to the the way it was put together that struggled yeah. to with, tie it together. Like everything does tie together, but it's one of those situations where you have to sit down and really think it through it and take the time work, right? after you. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work, and and so a lot of that takes you out of the movie in some senses. So that's where a lot of this negativity is coming from the movie is because you have to kind of do this with those. Um, the the Batman Nightmare scene where where he goes, uh, I actually disagree with you on this one, peeps. I loved all of the nightmare scenes, so this is this is some of the scenes that get to stay in my cut. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the I, Fred cut. Yeah. The Fred cut. I love all um, all this anything everything with Batman in it. I loved it. Like there wasn't a single thing with Batman involved that I didn't want in the movie. Um, and particularly when he goes to to Mad Max Batman, this blew me away because seeing the trailer seeing Mad Max Batman I was like I don't know about this this looks kind of weird but then seeing it unfold on screen I mean like I loved it I I I wanted to watch that movie yeah I did too (laughs) right for that scene I could care less about anything else now I'm like they could have just made this 
the Injustice movie and had their own take on on a world where Superman's evil, and then like them later on go back and have to save the world, and that I would have been totally down with that because this version with evil Superman just blasting people and um and this really it's pretty cool scary man it was super scary and yeah. Batman was so ba like I felt. You know, a lot of people complain uh, about Batman using weapons or whatever. Like, I love that he had, like, that gun strapped to his hip and he had the big machine gun. He was just straight up blasting fools. And it was because you're in this other world now. Things are different now. Like, the world is – the uh, apocalypse has come with Darkseid, brought his planet uh, – and when I say apocalypse, people don't get confused. It's I'm not talking planet. about Marvel character. That's the planet that um, Darkseid lives on and whatever. You know, he's brought it there. You could see in the sand the Omega symbol that he has. Like, it was so, so cool with all the parademons. Like, shit's different now. So Batman's using a gun, and it's fine. It's totally fine. And I, the last thing I'll say about that, um, uh, uh, again, super love it, but this is, like, I got to make this be my next cosplay. I want to be <laughs> Trenchcoat Batman in the, the Sandstorm Batman because that was an amazing suit, and I have to make this my next cosplay. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well... So we basically in the middle here we get this whole big thing about you know government and everybody questioning Superman like is he doing the right thing do we want him to intervene do we want you know like how who should he answer to and and we kind of get this montage of him I thought it was a really cool scene of him pulling the boat <laughs> like where it's like this big tipped over rig and he's literally like pulling it by the chain and uh, and then we see the the shot from the trailer where the the space the spaceship blows up the shuttle and then he catches it and you get to see all these different things the dawn, the day of the dead where he rescues the little girl and everything um, and you know and then we go into the whole court courtroom uh, senate hearing and and this is a kind of mishbag of you know the dude from the beginning of the movie that had his legs legs trapped he ended up losing his legs Lex Luthor kind of recruits him gives him the wheelchair and says you know you should go to the senate hearing you should ask to speak to superman you should you know give out your grievances and this was a big scene and and for me and because i i love the way it played out because you have this senate hearing you once again had this really cool rapport between holly hunter's character and lex where lex is like well i'm gonna tell everybody that you you know said no to me bringing in my crystal and you know and and you're gonna have to answer to it and and then you know you have superman coming and being like cool i'm gonna come and i'm gonna face this guy um you don't know what the what's going on here because obviously lex of course has something up his sleeve he gave this dude the wheelchair and everything you then get the shots of bruce wayne watching it on tv and then it's saying at the bottom that it, he's a former wayne employee and he's like you know isn't he getting our checks and they're like yeah and then they find out that all the checks have been sent back and they all have little notes on there like you let your family die and blah, 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 you know and and so obviously lex has been intercepting this guy's paychecks and just sending them back you know it basically once again just just stir up the controversy, you know, between Batman and Superman, and, um, I love the scene, because then you go in, Superman comes in, and it's true, like, Peeps mentioned it before, like, he walks into that courthouse, he's just so swole, man, he's just, he just, you leaned over to me, yeah. yeah, I was waiting for, I was waiting for the suit to rip, like, it was just so, <laughs> right. just like, 
on him. And, uh, you know, he comes in and, and they're like, you know, this is how, this is what we do. It's democracy. We talk to each other and all this stuff. And then she notices the bottle on the counter and she's like, gets kind of tongue tied and turns it. And it's the whole granny's, you know, sweet tea. And <laughs> which is, you know, uh, which is the joke from earlier, which she talked about, you know, piss in a bottle and call it granny's sweet peach tea. How was that? I thought that was just piss in a bottle or. Or if it was going to be poisoned yeah, or something. Yeah, you know, when she started getting when she started getting tongue tied the first time I watched the movie, I thought she was poisoned. I thought she took a sip and then she was like, Ugh, like all poisoned. Uh, and then you see the shot that there's a seat for Lex. He's not there. He's missing, and she's so tongue tied. And then you can start to see it on Superman's face, like, okay, what the fuck? And and then boom, like this this, this explosion happens, which the first time we saw it, man, caught us completely off guard. I think everybody jumped in the theater because it was just like out of nowhere. It was just this massive explosion. And I'm like, damn, man, once again, they're setting this shit up to like make it look like Superman went in there and there's no cameras inside. And all of a sudden there's an explosion. So once again, everybody's thinking he did it, you know, and once again, Bruce is watching this on TV and then he's just like, what the fuck? Because he's already got all these like checks that are bounced back and then he sees this explosion. Explosion and the news headline. And that look like, on Superman's face when he's in there. Oh, I gotta tell you, for me, so it is angry. one of the most powerful scenes in the whole movie to me. And there's not even any dialogue yeah. in it. But yeah, for that camera to go back inside the building and it's just on fire. The whole building's on fire, crumbling, and they zoom in on Superman. And he's just still standing there at the podium and he just looks down so defeated, like, fuck, man, no matter what FML. I, whatever <laughs> I do. They just the shit just keeps going to hell, man. He looks so anguished. He's there, so like, defeated, just so torn apart, you know, emotionally. Yeah, like I absolutely love that scene. It, it meant you know the, the world to me. Like I just I was just like wow. Like I felt so strong about that scene. So like you know, and because I've heard people be like, oh, you know, they could have cut out the Senate scene and this and that. And it's like to me that scene's super powerful. Like I think it was important. I think it was very, very important, you know, and, and you know, and it, it, it sets up really, that's the, that's the line that kind of crosses over there where it's like, okay, I'm done fucking around, you know, at this point, And it kind of really, you know, pits these guys against each other. And, um, I just, I loved it. And, and if we, you know, take a minute here, we're, we're kind of breaking down all the characters. This is our chance to talk about Superman. I mean, once again, Henry Cavill, we were introduced to this dude as Superman and Man of Steel, which I absolutely loved, and I thought he was an amazing Superman and Man of Steel, and I loved him in here, too. I wish they would have given him more to do. I feel like they didn't do too much with him in this movie. We kind of just, you know, we got the real quick thing in Africa in the beginning. We got a quick couple quick montage shots of him while the government's talking about him and everybody. Bathtub and sex scene. Bathtub sex scene was cool, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but that was all Clark and stuff. I wanted just a little bit more Superman and, um, but, but, but Hen from a Henry Cavill standpoint, I still love this guy as Superman. Uh, you know, I thought he was excellent in, in the entire end fight sequence with, uh, Doomsday, uh, you know, all the way up to the end. And I'm just, I'm st- still just thinks this dude just is is our you know i mean i I'm, i love christopher reeve and i'll always have like that special place in my heart but henry cavill for me right now is just you know i think we're in such a good place in the dc universe with how amazing of a batman we have now with ben affleck i thought gal did awesome as wonder woman and and i think henry cavill is just our quintessential superman right now and i can't really see anybody fucking doing it so i mean you know so pat let's talk about superman real quick oh man in this movie, I was rooting for Superman to win. And by the time, I mean, they, him and Ben Affleck played their part so well, and everyone's beating on Superman. I felt so bad for Superman by the end of the movie. Um, 
it's just like he couldn't win. And 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 I can never say the guy. We'll just call him was Henry Carville's his name? Carville Carville Cavill. Cavill. There you go. He he acted so well. Like he was kind of a dick though. He kind of kind of sonic boomed a lot around Lois. He didn't have to take off like that, especially since there's scenes where he's floating away nice and gently. But uh I he was overwhelmed. You know, I like that. There was limits to him. Like, he was here saving this person. He was here saving this person. He looked uncomfortable when all the people in Mexico were bowing to him. Um, you know, and he's just looking like, at Did this. you wash your hands? Oh, stop touching me. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to give me a cold. <laughs> and, and although he could have, I still, even though you said he's never used super breath, I know he has that power, and he could have put that fire out, and he didn't. But uh, He's never used it in this timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, though, he does such a good job. But there is a moment when he's fighting Batman that I thought, I want Batman to win. And I don't know why. I I have no idea why, but... That is so funny you say that, Pat, because I'm on the complete reverse. I'm like Team Batman, but then there was a moment I'm like, dude, I actually want Superman to win right now. So that's funny (laughs) you say that. Yeah, it is funny, right? Because it's so totally reversed on how I went in. I was hoping Batman was going to just totally get beat up. He should have. But... But then there was a point where, like, Bruce was so adamant that it sold it to me that, like, there was some point where it was like, yeah, that man, Superman's got to be knocked out on Peg. And I have no idea when that happened for me. Hmm. So they both did a really good job. And, and, and to be honest, I think the parts that Superman was in were very powerful parts. I mean, he did so well in those setting up the mood and the scene of the movie. Whether it was for good or bad, he set up this mood. Even like the scene where he's with his mom, yeah. like that was a very kind of dark scene, and he was just in a bad place. And what where would you go? You would go to your mom. I mean, I would go to my mom if I was in that situation, you know. And um, it was just he was just did so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And let's not forget, you know, the Batmobiles ricocheting off of him <laughs> in that one scene. Yeah, that's so awesome. <laughs> and then he just rips the doors off. <laughs> totally ruined in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Next time to shine your light in the sky, don't go to it. The bat is dead. Mm-hmm. So, Friggins, what do you think about Superman? So, apart from Lex Luthor and Lois Lane, who are the two worst things in this entire movie, I think Superman struggled from the writers not really knowing how to approach the character. I think Superman was one of the more negative things of this movie. Um, very similar to Lex. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I could care less every time Superman was on the screen. Ooh. Now, I want to preface this by saying that I think Henry Cavill is the perfect Superman. I think this dude is trying really hard to give us the best Superman he can. And that scene you talked about in the Senate where when the explosion happens and seeing that look on his face, that shows it there and you know he he really does try but i think that they're not giving him due credit with the script and i feel like they have just completely missed the the whole point of superman um and especially for man of steel to now um and both of us i don't feel the same way that you guys do about man of steel man of steel is on the lower level of my superhero films that that i enjoy and I just feel like there's no hope, and that's what Superman is supposed to be, is hope. And Pat, you mentioned how he just gets beat up all the time and beat down and nothing he can do. I mean it's about squashing that hope, and I get that that's kind of Lex's point. But as a viewer, we should um, 
you know, have this feeling of hope when Superman's there, and it, I never got that. In fact, even when he gets killed at the end, I honestly had no emotion. And I think that that's really – like my only emotion, I guess, would be like I can't believe they did that already. Oh, yeah. um, I OMG'd right there. I was like – But uh, it was because – It was a shock. But I, it was a shock to me because that they chose to jump to that already, and it wasn't a shock to me that he – was killed like i mean i i I know doomsday's there so i know that someone was gonna die to be honest with you i was hoping it was lois because i didn't want her to be in any more movies (laughs) Um, (laughs) amen amen she's the worst thing that's happened to superman (laughs) anyway that's um, why he's with wonder woman now (laughs) i can't wait um but honestly like I feel that Superman is – they completely missed him. Mm. I feel like we have no hope, and he was one of the <clears throat> more bad parts of, of the film. I do like that um, you know, they beefed him up and made him super strong and all that, but honestly, I just could not care when he was on the screen. It didn't matter. So, so Fred, I, uh, I, I disagree with you, my man. I, I, I think honestly the um, – this, this no hope that they're showing us for Superman, I think – and maybe I'm just – putting too much into this but i think they're doing this on purpose they're purposefully showing us like in superman's eyes like he's just going to be to the point like fuck these people like i've done i literally even probably even killed you know killed himself or risked his life for him and then if he does come back or is resurrected you know and they still have that you know superman's a menace type of attitude towards him i'm kind of hoping that we are going to get towards that dark ass superman where he's just going to be like Fuck y'all. You know, I do nothing but help y'all. And I stopped the biggest baddie, you know, from taking over. And y'all still act like this. And like, I don't know. I, I would like to see. I like that. I would like to see the, a different type of Superman, I guess. And, and if like, this is. Could, yeah. It, I was just going to play off that and say, if this is if this is development to eventually where we get that Superman that we saw in the desert scene, then then it will make sense in the long game. But in this movie, in the short game, I feel like. The only essence of Superman I ever got in this movie was during the montage when they were showing him save um, the people in, uh, during the Day of the Dead and save the astronauts when the, the thing blew up and save some people from the floods. And like that montage was like, OK, this is what Superman does. Superman he, he was willing people. to take a nuclear missile to the face. Yeah. And and but again, it was just more of him just taking punches and. I know that that's an aspect of it, but I just well, felt it's like, like his job was... on the Justice League. He takes punches. <laughs> True, but there's no hope there, and I I just felt like the See, only. Okay, I don't think they built a monument for him. I, exactly, though. I get it, but like I think the hope came at the end of the movie. You know, look at the whole way the funeral played out. Look at like how they respected him, and you know when it, it said, you know, like what what they built. Um, you know where the ship was they that's where they put built that new monument for him and it said like if you seek his monument you know look around you and everybody was celebrating and 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 you know really cheering for his life and everything and and just i think that brought everybody back together kind of at the end and almost gave the world you know that respect for superman that like you know like forced on that's the problem i don't think exactly i thought i thought the same thing i I think that they put they they built the movie where basically no one knew what to really truly feel about superman and then he gave his life for this world and then every it made the whole world come as one you know in celebration of that 
and and you know and i'd love the voiceover of ben affleck talking about you know we we try to be good we falter you know we cheat we lie we you know fight each other but then you know but we're here to show that this world is good and there is you know good people still left and that whole scene there i think brought the hope back at the end of the movie so i i don't know i felt like that was all kind of set for purpose I admit, like I said, maybe it's going to go somewhere for sure in the long run, but during it, I just literally could not care less. And that Senate scene was one of the worst scenes ever. Like, uh, apart from, <laughs> apart from oh the, the, that shot of Superman's disappointment, like, the whole entire scene didn't need to be there. But um, why did he kill Mercy? I didn't understand never, that. Yeah, and she's supposed to be, like, this cool, like, android bodyguard or something. And, well, she, and, at first she wasn't, but yes. And and there's no that the senator didn't need to be in the movie at all, and the dude with the no legs didn't need to be in the movie at all. I mean, I I just I struggle with Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, that was my my thoughts on Superman. Peeps, is there anything else you wanted to add on that? I know you jumped in and kind of. No, I mean honestly, I I I I liked honestly like 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 I was saying with Pat, you know, when coming into this movie, you know, we you know. Fred and I are like Team Batman, and you and Pat are like Team Superman, and you know we talk shit to each other. So I'm going into this, y'all. It's all about Batman. But honestly, I really, and maybe it's that villain thing. Maybe I'm just starting to feel this darker side of Superman that I've never actually seen but portrayed in any other movie. And I don't know. I, I just really started liking that and the potential idea, and even flat Future Flash. Um, said, you know, you're right about him. Like this whole, like you're right about him. And I'm like, he has to be talking about Superman. <laughs> and like, I'm really thinking that's where they're going. That, that's where they're going towards. And um, yeah, I don't know. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I probably had some other things I wanted to throw <laughs> at it, but like uh, that, that, that's all. That's the main point I wanted to get out there. All right. Well, let's jump to Wonder Woman then. Uh, we we get our introduction to Wonder Woman. We meet, you know, Gal Gadot. Uh, we we see her a couple times. She's at the Lex party. She steals the drive, uh, beating you know Bruce to the punch there. Uh, but then she can't decrypt it, <laughs> so she gives it back to him. Uh, and then we get that scene from the trailer where he's like, "I know women like you," and she's like, "Oh, you never met a woman like me." Um, you know, which which was really cool. And then uh, you know, of course, she kind of stays out of it for the most part. And then we get the full introduction to her as she's getting ready to leave on the Turkish Airlines flight and then sees that, you know, <laughs> Doomsday is blowing shit up so then she comes and gets into the fight, you know, right when uh, Batman's about to get blasted by Doomsday and uh, we get the awesome music as she comes down with her little gauntlets and it goes I would totally put that in the front of my show and so then she's got the gauntlets and she just jumps right into the fight man she's got her sword and her shield and she's fucking doomsday up and uh you know and there's an awesome scene with her where doomsday just knocks her on her ass and she gets flown like 200 feet and she literally just smirks like oh hell yeah i love this shit and she just gets up and starts fighting them again yeah. and which i love that that whole smirk scene was just incredible and uh you know i just i loved it man it was like it was crazy because i was a little on i was like curious like how are they gonna do this how's wonder woman gonna come yeah. off on tv her accent i'm so worried about her accent yeah but you know she did a good job and i just and especially seeing her in the wonder woman costume at the end in that doomsday fight i was sold man because I, I i was like seeing justice league unfold in front of my eyes live action you know we had the trinity there we had superman batman wonder woman and and just just fucking up doomsday and it was just 
really, really cool to see. So uh, Wonder Woman seems to be another big standout for most critics and for most people that talk about it. You know, her movie's coming up next. You know, the whole reason she won the, the thumb drive from Lex is because she's like, oh, he's got a picture of me. I need my need the picture back. And it turns out to be the picture from 1918, um, which is straight out from the Wonder Woman movie that comes out next year. Cameo. We got Chris Pine, you know, Chris Pine's up in the Captain picture. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool, um, you know. So I, I loved her. I thought she did a great job, and I make, it makes me way more excited to see the actual Wonder Woman film next year now and to see, you know, her continue on now into uh, Justice League. So, you know, uh, Peeps, I'm going to start with you here on this one. What did you think of Wonder Woman? Uh, she was definitely B.A. I mean, I uh, but I... I'll just say though, I really wish they wouldn't have shown her in the trailer. I I loved every thing that they, you know, her um little her gauntlets when she clinged them together and it created a little shockwave and all that. Like oh, that was so good. Um, though I I'm thinking our superheroes are getting a little I don't want to say overpowered, but again I, I said that with Man of Steel, he set the bar in terms of like strength in this universe, and now it looks like Wonder Woman is on like pretty much on that same level because she was well, sticking she with Doomsday, it, right? But like, <laughs> poor Batman is just chilling though. there in the in the alley, just doing a thumbs up, <laughs> doing a thumbs up, man. I trust he's you. Like, he's like, you guys got this right. I, I got one. Like, I got I'm one grenade ready. left. I got... <laughs> he hides under a rock for like two minutes. <laughs> Heck yeah, but two. <laughs> so I mean, that's nothing against her as a character, but like, it's. It, I think it just. That's the thing about Batman to me, his appeal. He is a regular man, no powers. He's not. He doesn't have like superhuman intelligence. He is not a regular man, but he's like like a, a, an extraordinary human, and he is literally fighting amongst gods, sticking with them, and even, um, he even has like a contingency to beat everybody by himself, but. This Batman, I don't think can really handle these guys. And it, they're it's just so, so awkward for a couple minutes. Like they're all fighting him, and he's just like to watch it. <laughs> Dude, he totally figured a way to own Superman. I think this is that Batman. We just he hasn't had time. Oh to yeah, he did. Deal he with has all yeah, that, time to plan. that was he a one. Yeah. That was a one on one thing. Well, I don't exactly. know what the fuck you could have wanted him to do against Doomsday. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. He's gotta hide. I'm totally down with that. Yeah. Jump on his, I'd jump be under on the rock back. too. <laughs> Jump on his back. <laughs> jump on his back. Put some C4. Jump away, and then click a button. <laughs> the I don't dude know. Was blow it up. <laughs> like, I know he was exploding. <laughs> like all you saw, Wonder Woman was her going at him, being flung away. At him, being flung away. He would have never got near Doomsday. No, he wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah. Like Wonder Woman. <laughs> she was high five. Good job, Wonder Woman. <laughs> there you go, Fred. Loved Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman was fantastic. I think she is the second best thing of the entire movie uh, behind Batman. Um, I, Gal Gadot totally killed it. I, when she was announced as ca- uh, ca- being cast as Wonder Woman, I, my initial thoughts were much like everyone else. Like, really? Like, I was kind of rooting for the girl that plays Sif in Marvel um, in, in the Thor movies. Uh, but, like, I was really surprised by that choice. And I think she, she definitely... She uh, stood up, stood her ground right there with Superman and Batman. And I think, if anything, she really even kind of took control of of the scenes that she was in. And uh, it made me really, really excited for the Wonder Woman movie. That movie can't get here fast enough. Like, I really want to see that. So, yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people complaining about her still, though. Really? Really? 
Oh, I haven't yeah, heard girl- nobody complain about her. Girlfriend hates her. All my girlfriend's friends hated her. The big complaint is, oh, she's too skinny. And I, I, it doesn't matter. I like, said the same thing. You know, I, weird. I think she was fantastic. Like, yeah, uh, no, my my wife actually liked her a lot, and was and actually that was one of her complaints was that she wasn't in it more. Like so, like I was like, huh. Evelyn liked her, but she said she was too skinny. Yeah, see, I thought she was too skinny when she got cast, but when when I see her standing there in the Wonder Woman outfit, I don't think that at all. Exactly. Like once I saw that first picture. Next to Lois, she looked huge. Yeah, she looked massive next to Lois. Yeah, it was great. She's fantastic, and I can't wait for that Wonder Woman movie. She with you. I thought she was with you. Which was stupid because you've seen her in the drive. Like, you know who she is? Don't give me that shit. <laughs> you just saw her and the and you Fair gave enough. her the thing. And, like, how do Fair you. Fair enough. But I was just happy there was a joke in the movie, dude. Exactly. Because there was none. <laughs> but, but you already knew it was coming. Yeah. And, and I, I, I did of... like her line, though, when he's like, that, it's from my world. And she's like, I've killed things from other worlds. <laughs> like, yeah, that, no, was, yeah. that was Super awesome. Cool. I've yeah. killed in some other worlds before. Yeah. Trailer did show us everything about Wonder Woman. BT dubs. Just want to throw that out there. Mm. It, it didn't show her use the gauntlets. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. And it didn't show her use the lasso either. It, yeah. it didn't show her use the lasso, but it definitely showed her nope. smack those gauntlets. It didn't. It, it didn't. She there. used the shield there in that scene. They put that the... is correct. No, she yes. jumped no. in the air and did that like little like. In, no, but in the she, air but you didn't shield. see her blast to block the the blast Fred, with the gauntlet. Trust glowing. me, bro. Just stop. It was... I'm, I'm gonna look <laughs> this up. Look it up. Do You're it. wrong. Don't do it, You're wrong. <laughs> right. I'm telling you. I stayed up to midnight looking up afterwards, and I'll admit on the air I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So no, she was awesome. I'm glad we're all pretty much in agreement there with that. Um, let, so let's get to the Justice League stuff there. I mean now. So I mean, so we have these cameos. Uh, you you know, Bruce sees the picture of Diana as Wonder Woman. He sends her the email. He's like, "Here's your picture you were looking for, and it is you. What, who the fuck are you? What's going on here?" And um, you know, and then she scrolls down and it's got the attachments for the metahuman research, and she clicks it. And of course, one of the funniest things for everybody, and we keep joking about this is the fact that these top secret files that were in a Lex Luthor drive <laughs> all have the superhero icons of each of the of the characters right, yeah. from the the the, the, tr- the W's to the lightning bolt to the cyborg symbol to the Aquaman A. Uh, so they all have the symbols there, which is pretty fucking cheesy. And it, it, that you, maybe Aquaman, he could see his belt buckle maybe, but everybody else was not in a suit well, at all. I guess Wonder Woman's belt buckle too. I think she has a dub a dub. Yeah. Flash has the bolt on his chest. Yeah, but, no, he, but no, fla- he the flash on he, the, he the looked like he, No, no. He looked the... more like Nightwing than he did Flash. <laughs> But That's there was true. lightning bolts after he did his no, thing. No, no, there, there was, was flashes on the camera. I mean, no, there was lightning bolts. No, there was, there was lightning bolts. Yeah, there was lightning bolts. Cut your I hair, mean... man. Cut your hair. <laughs> Dude, they said that we're going to get a new flash. We're getting a new flash. How do you not expect a new flash? No, he has long hair. He doesn't. He cut his I hair. showed, I showed he you the picture. Hair. He cut no, his hair. But not in that <laughs> scene. He couldn't have cut his hair for that hey, scene. Hey, because he wasn't flash yet in that scene. Like I, I've always said that in the end, I'll probably end up liking him when I see him as the Flash. But right now, he looked like Ezra Miller, and they did nothing to hide that. You know, it's funny. He looks like like Cisco became the Flash. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's right? awesome. He nailed it. <laughs> 
Okay, so so we get these files on these four guys, and yes, the symbols are are a little over the top. Once again, I feel like that was more to uh, show the average moviegoer audience to be yeah, like, it was fine. "Oh, Whatever. look, there's the lightning bolt. I know yeah, that that's Flash." Bad. You know, just to kind of you know make sure that we knew what we were looking at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so you know, we do see the Flash one. It's Ezra Miller basically. He's just he's shopping at like a Seven Eleven, and and the, the place starts to get robbed, and he looks, and then all of a sudden you just see the. <laughs> And he's back at the door again, and the, the thief's been knocked down. Lightning bolts, electricity is shooting all over the place, and yeah. that and that's that. Uh, we see the Aquaman one, where it's basically dive footage of like a, a sunken ship, and the camera moves close to the ship. You start to see glowing eyes, kind of like an glowing eel. Eyes cool. Yeah, the glowing eyes were awesome. It's like a, like you think like, oh, is that an eel like something? And then yeah. and then he comes flying out with the trident, and he's looking at the camera, and his hair's on fleek, looking all cool, just all swaying in, in the water. And then he's he's he got the trident and he kind of does his little aquaman like arm forward and uh, he takes off with a sonic boom under the water which was pretty awesome uh and then we you know we and then we get the cyborg one basically we see and this to me was straight out of justice league war the cartoon like straight out the cartoon they just basically put it to screen and it's got his dad and he's like oh this is it's star labs and this is my sixth attempt to try to bring my son back and nothing's working he's gonna die and you literally only see like an upper half of a torso like like sitting on a board in the back there you can't cover that up with something (laughs) i know right it's gonna get infected every day Maybe that's his motivation. He's like, I gotta save my son. Exactly. And then, and then, and then we get the mother box. The mother box on the table starts glowing, and it's all, and then it, you know, goes over his head, and then it starts injecting into Cyborg's body. You actually see the limbs start to come out. You see legs and arms start to grow, and then he's like, Oh my god! And he shuts the camera off. So we get kind of an origin story there for Cyborg, which I b- believe there's a deleted scene in there with the whole Cyborg thing. Like that just happened in that movie because there's the scene where Perry tells Clark, you know, like, hey, you're covering sports today. I want you to go down to the football arena. Like, yeah, and, and the headline that. is, you know, super, you know, football superstars dreams crushed at the 50-yard line or whatever, which I believe yeah. is Victor's, you know, storyline where he gets hurt at the it football is. field. And I remember because when they casted this kid that's going to be Cyborg, he was in the movie. Like, they filmed a football scene and, like, they did a game. Like, so, like, but that was not in the movie. So, like, obviously I feel like that's going to be a big part of the scene where we'll see a little Actually, bit more. Actually, when he was talking talking about when Perry was talking to him um, Vanessa pointed it out to me the second time we watched it is in the background right you one of the TVs. TV screen yep, and there's the football game. game and that's it that's all you got yeah I pointed that out to Pat when we saw it the second time I said look at the second TV it was right off to the side and there was a football game going on so yeah I, so I believe there's more to it and I think that that ended up having to get cut out for time but it'll uh, be in the rated R version yeah uh, yeah it should be there you, you go. know and then so so we get the introduction of these characters quick little scenes I was a little disappointed in the Aquaman stuff because like I yeah. felt like like when they casted Jason Momoa and they would like talked about him, like they put out that picture and it was like Unite the Seven and it was all this stuff and he's got his own Funko and like all this stuff, right? And it was like yeah. I knew he was only gonna have a cameo, but I expected him to have a bigger part than what yeah. the other four guys <laughs> were. Like, yeah, I'm like, why did he get an action figure? I got no Flash Funko or Cyborg Funko from this movie. Like, you know, like it was really weird. So I'm like, did they plan something else with him and it just didn't pan out? Like, it, it just seems really weird because I felt like they put way more emphasis on the fact that oh Jason Momoa is in this film as Aquaman but they didn't make any mention of the other people and then he's in it just as much <laughs> so yeah. that was a little bit odd but uh, for me 
these were uh, these was a cool little scene. I didn't expect to get much. I would have liked to have seen Flash like in his actual red suit, but then again, it saves something for Justice League for us to officially get to see that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Aquaman. It got me stoked to see more of Aquaman, like because I loved how he took off with the sonic boom. I don't. I've never been a big cyborg fan. I don't know all that much about his history, so mm-hmm. I'm curious to see a little bit more on him. And the Wonder Woman stuff we already talked about was awesome. So. I really enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't feel like it really took away from anything, but it definitely brought the dawn of the justice to us uh, in this film. And it was a cute little way to kind of bring that in without wasting too much overall screen time on the idea. So peeps, I think you're a little torn on this one. So what was your thoughts on, on the justice like clips? Well, dude, this, this, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, I think they could have saved this, maybe. I mean, I think it would have been fun for, like, a post-credits, too. I, I don't know why they didn't do a stinger, but I, I love stingers, so I guess that's why I do it on my people's forum, but whatever. But um, I, I really I, I really like the, the, this part of the movie, showing each and everything. I, I didn't think that we were going to see each and every single piece of it, but the Aquaman... Part like I thought I was gonna see Aquaman when we first went to to that Indian Ocean in the, in the beginning oh, yeah. of the movie. We did too. I was like, yeah, "Oh, dude, Fox was... is gonna come." He's gonna... Oh, no. <laughs> but um, I was a little. The Aquaman scene was cool. Like it just felt like when you first saw his face, he was just kind of staring at the camera, and the camera was at him, and it was just like, "All right, what's what's going? To, is he gonna do something, or is he just gonna stare at it?" And then his hair. Was, and like, is the Aquaman movie going to be like that? Like all the actors holding their breath underwater? Like, is is that? I guess, or is it going to be like SpongeBob? Where it's like, thing, nah, is it going to be like SpongeBob? Where it's like air and, and underwater? Like, I don't, I, I don't know they how. Breathe underwater, so I don't know how they're going to do that. But but yeah, they can talk underwater too. Are they going right? to do that? <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how they pan that one out. I have a feeling a lot of that movie is going to be on land. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, there you no. go. It's going to be like it's four. Be in the Baywatch movie. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that that'll be a com- conflict with that Black Adam. Oh, but, that's true. Yeah, but no, no, man. I, I liked. I love those scenes. It, it was a lot of fun. That cyborg, that cyborg one, I thought was the best. You know, him screaming and then it just cutting off. I'm like, oh, that's so good, so good. They should have had like a a torso Victor Stone Funko. I, you know, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a dick that's so to lay him on a table like he nailed him to a wall board. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have put him like a comfortable position or anything. Yeah, right. No wonder he's screaming the whole time. I don't know. The gravity was pushing on him. I don't know if there's a comfortable position when you're just a torso. <laughs> Fair enough. True, true. All right, Fred, what'd you think? Uh, loved it. I mean, I, I don't know that I need to really break down much of anything else, but as soon as I saw the symbols, I, like, set up in my chair and was like, oh, yeah, here we go. And I personally love the Aquaman one. I think the Flash one was the worst. I agree with, with uh, uh, Pat. I did not expect him have still have his long hair. So that really threw me off. Um, but yeah, Aquaman was great, and Cyborg was very like I was surprised to see the Mother Box. I didn't think we'd see that yet, and um, it just got me really interested to see more about Cyborg. I mean, I know about Cyborg from the comics, but I just as, as far as the movies go, I, I really did want to see more. So it was good stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, and it, yeah, it bugged me too with the whole Ezra Miller thing, his long hair and his, you know, facial hair and stuff like that. If like I told Pat jokingly, I was like, if I felt like they thought that scene up and then just called him in on the weekend, they're like, you got 15 minutes real quick just to come down <laughs> yeah. here. And he was like, I, he's like, that's all I got is 15 minutes. So we're just going to come down and bang the shit out real quick. Like, all you know, can do is stand there. I'm not going to run. Yeah, he's he, like, he went to 7 yeah. Eleven and he, and he bought the footage from an actual 7 right. Eleven. Like, just stand right there and we'll. Yeah. Which I just have to say, I am very happy <laughs> to see. I'm at Seven Eleven. Cool, stay there. I'm very happy yeah. to see that now. Like he was at the premiere, and he's bulked up, and he cut his hair, and he's clean shaven, and he looks a hell of a lot better now. That picture is <laughs> giving me hope. Really so bad. I'm glad. I mean, that was the whole point of sending the picture was to show a little bit of hope because uh, he's definitely looking more uh, like a Barry Allen now than than he did before. So well, I hope that time it, suit is definitely the uh like time travel suit because i don't know if you guys saw on the second time i could see the lightning bolt is on the chest it's glowing and but it looks weird it doesn't look it looks very different and it was a little concerning as well so we'll have to see That's if not, it, it, it was wearing a suit on the suit because i'm telling you the lid flipped up and he had the red suit true, on underneath true. It, he so. did have that weird lid he, he's and, and remember we saw that leaked picture that Zack snyder tweeted out with uh, Jason Momoa, and in the background you see right. the suit sitting there, and you can clearly see the red flash suit chilling in the corner. So, True. I mean, it, it's there. I mean, it's gonna, it's not gonna look like the TV one. I mean, it looks like it's more metal, you know, kind of like the Injustice kind of suit, but, um, you know, which is cool. Like, I want a different version of the suit, basically, for the big screen, you know? So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, I, that other suit, I, I, I think, was just an enhancement to get him to time travel, or, you know, be able to go and... Where's my super him. suit? <laughs> Bruce! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, so what'd you think, Pat? I, I, I echo everything you guys said. The only things that were really stood out for me that I was worried about was, I'll be honest, the idea of a Triton in the movie kind of bothered me. Like, I thought it was going to come off stupid, you know? And it looked awesome. He, he actually wielded it pretty cool, and it, it didn't seem out of place. So that gives me a little hope for that. Um, because a Triton can be a little campy or proppy, you know? I killed somebody with a Triton. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Well, I stabbed him with a Triton. <laughs> it doesn't sound awesome at all. Um, and, oh, that's uh, an Anchorman. Never mind, Pat. Whatever. Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. That's really the... I, I, liked, I liked the idea of it, and I did like the Triton. I understood your joke, peeps. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, the Triton. I did. All right. So let's let's talk about the fight. We're here. It's the it's the battle between Batman and Superman. We've come to it. We got a little montage scene of Bruce, you know, working out, getting his swole on too, making his grenades, making his bombs, making the spear, and uh, getting ready for the fight. He turns on the on the uh, bat signal and he's ready to go. Um, Lex kidnaps Lois, pushes her off the fucking building. Of course, Superman saves her again for the second time of the film at this point. Uh, puts her down. Uh, I, I like, uh, you know, he flies back up there. That's when he finds out his mom's been kidnapped um, and that he has to go fight Batman or he, Lex is going to kill his mom. So he flies. And I like how when he went back to, to uh, Lois and he said, you know, I have to go over there. I have to convince him to help me. And uh, I love when he was starting to fly away and he said, like, nobody ever stays good in this world, <laughs> you know, and he turns around and flies off. I just, I really like that line. And uh, so, you know, he gets over there. We finally were here at the battle. He's looking up at the the bat signal in the sky and Superman's sitting there floating, comes down and he's like, Bruce, we need to talk. 
And then Batman's just like, well, here I am. And then just fucking like, and then just immediately just like doesn't want to hear it. And then we had the little like sound waves on Superman, you know, which was pretty cool. He picks up the, the um, sewer hole man cover, breaks it in half, <laughs> knocks those two things out. And he's like, Bruce, I'm trying to talk to you, man. And then the, the guns come up, shoot him bounce off him of course he flies up shoots it with the with the late heat vision uh and then just walks up to batman just pushes him ever so lightly <laughs> batman goes flying fucking 500 feet back which was awesome i love that scene so much where he just walks up to him and just pushes him just barely and he just Captain goes flying dude yeah he's just like boom like quit fucking around i'm trying to talk to you and was it me or was it every time batman got off the ground he was like in a ridiculous amount of pain he's like Oh, which is great because that would hurt that would yeah really hurt. and he's in this big heavy ass no, fucking suit suit hitting I'm, him would hurt I'm assuming this, of that suit would suck I, I'm assuming this inside the suit he's got a bunch of bubble wrap so it's not that bad I'm sure he does Alfred bubble wraps him first yeah. maybe he gets a major whiplash for sure you know, yeah. so, then, so then Superman comes up to him, he fucking grabs him, runs him through the fucking building, slams him into the bat signal, and then tells him once again, just stay down, man. If I wanted it, you'd be dead already, which is, which I love that line also, because he's once again just trying to say, motherfucker, listen to me, man. I'm trying to talk to you. I ain't trying to hurt you. Like, Lex is trying to play us. And then that's when, you know, he shoots him with the grenade. Superman catches it, and then it blows up in his face, and it's it's like smoke kryptonite. And that's when he's like, you know, he's like, breathe it in. And, and then that's when he gets the upper hand, starts beating his ass, knocks him down into the building. They continue to fight. And I love when when it starts to wear off, and Superman, and he goes to kick Superman in the head, and he just catches his foot and fucking throws him again, which was awesome. This fight was just incredible. I loved every second of this fight between them. They continue to go at it, and, and you know, he once again, uh, I like when Batman's punching him in the face just over and over and over, and then the kryptonite really wears off, and, like, his his armor on his hand actually starts getting dented because the punches aren't doing nothing. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, and then he backs off and he puts his hand up like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And then and then they start fighting again. Uh, and then he shoots him with another damn kryptonite grenade, which that kind of pissed me off that Superman fell for that shit twice because he should have just blasted that fucking gun right out of his hand once he <laughs> once he picked up that damn grenade gun and been like, oh, I ain't falling for that shit again. But nope, he does fall for it and he gets blasted in the face, so he's like, oh, I can't breathe. And, uh, and you know, and then Batman being a dick that he is, he rips the fucking sink off the wall and then bashes him in the back of the head with the sink. That was a dick move. move. It was a dirty was looking a sink too, you bastard. That was a bastard fucking dirty move. He's so, going to give him tetanus too. Yeah, so he smashes him over. <laughs> he hit him with everything, including the kitchen sink. And, uh, you know, and then he picks him up. He drops him down the fucking stairwell and then, uh, you know, repels down. Uh, then continues to hook him up to like a Gatlin gun or to uh, one of his like harpoon guns and then swings him literally around the fucking room, smashing his head into the walls and everything. Uh, and then grabs the spear and is ready to kill him. He slices his fucking cheek open with it. So that's where we get the, tell me, do you bleed? Yes, you will. Cause I just sliced your cheek open with my hmm. kryptonite spear. Oh yeah. He made him bleed. He made him okay. bleed. <laughs> so right. then, uh, so he's getting ready to stab him and he's got his foot on his throat. And that's when we get Martha. He gotta save Martha. He's gonna kill Martha. And, Why'd you say that name? And uh, so, you know, and this is another part of controversy, and I'll be curious to see what you guys think, because depending on the reviews, again, some people think this was completely stupid. Other people really liked it. For me, I actually really dug it. Because for being, it is a very simple thing, but you know what? Like, 
for him being Batman, the biggest thing for him is this is all because his parents got murdered. So I can understand where he holds that. And to hear him be like, Martha, like, where did you get that? And then for Lois to come running in and be like, that's his mother's name. His mom's name is Martha. I think it brought the humanity to Superman for Batman to see for the first time. Because in his mind, it was always this alien, this alien, this alien. He wasn't really understanding that this dude has really lived on this planet for all of his life. And he's been raised by humans. Like, so he has a, you know, a good nature there. And the mother connection really hit home. So I really absolutely dug it. I I I never noticed that they had the same. That was the first time. Yeah, had, yeah. Had I didn't ever even thought about day. it too. And we had been shown the Martha thing the whole fucking movie. <laughs> and I never, for some reason, connected the dots to be like, oh shit, Martha Wayne, Martha Kent. Like, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And, I, yeah, I caught it. I thought it was, I was like angry at it uh, for a second. <laughs> See, so like, you know, so I thought it was really cool. And then, you know, he throws the spear down and he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, you know, we got to save my mom. And he's like, oh, I'm telling you, Martha's not going to die tonight. And then so he takes off to go do the big awesome scene that we've seen in the trailer where he beats all those guys' asses uh, and save Martha. And uh, and then Superman goes to uh, stop Lex and, and unleashing Doomsday. And uh, so, you know, let's talk about this overall fight here and just uh, what you guys took away. And, and what did you think of the whole Martha thing? Like I said, for me, I really dug it. So, Pat, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the overall synopsis there? I loved it. It was a great movie. Um, it was a great fight scene. I'm like, I really, really was. I, I figured when I got to that fight scene, I was just gonna root for Superman. It was really surprising that I wasn't just rooting for Superman. And um, the whole Martha thing, I liked it. I can see why some people may not have, but I liked it. It was a great way to connect the two at the end because otherwise, I don't think Bruce would have stopped. And Hell no, that, he was ready to murder his ass. Yeah, I agree. That makes <laughs> sense. So that's all the time I'm going to take because i, I got to get to bed soon. Peeps. Um, I, I was annoyed by this scene a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I wanted Batman non-Kryptonite grenade in the suit to be able to not really stick with Superman on like a 1v1 one, one one level, but I wanted them to be able to have like a nice little fight between the two of them. And then obviously stuff isn't going back, you know, Bruce's way. So then he goes to his contingency plan and maybe like, you know, the guns come out and then that's not working out. Maybe he goes to plan C and then that doesn't work out. Then he goes to plan, you know, H and, you know, it, 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 it's just like, you know, and then, then he goes to to the final step, which it is maybe the grenades or the, the 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 kryptonite grenade or something like that. And then he just completely turns it around at that point. Like that's how I w- was kind of hoping to see the fight in my head, but because like in that part in the trailer when Superman uh, swings at Batman and he catches it and he's got that what the fuck look. Like I thought that was just going to happen when he first swung at Batman when he was in that suit. Like he completely modified that suit to just own superman so whatever it didn't happen the way i wanted it it was still overall a good fight and sorry don pat but technically batman pretty much won so 
Hold on, I'm not disagreeing. He had to cheat, though. That's all that I want to point out. He did. He cheated. <laughs> he's, well, a goddamn, he's a goddamn cheater. That's all I'm going to say about it. Superman, cheating is allowed. No. no. Well, I mean, Superman's right. eyes are fire. So. Exactly. If you yeah, want, use it, though, all I want to point out again is the line, if I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Because if he did want it, that fight would have never even gotten started. <laughs> so <laughs> he only won because he took it easy on him because he wanted True. to talk to him. Um, and did you say the Martha thing too? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, they were building up to it the whole movie. So him saying Martha, you know, it, it made sense, but I thought, I, I don't know. It, it was fine, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I liked it. Fine. I liked it. I liked that scene a lot. My only negative on it is I wish that. I felt like he would have been like my mom, like they got my mom, like yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like I don't exactly. feel like he would have referenced exactly. to her as Martha, save Martha, like in but, the kind of like in that way, you know. But to yeah. be honest, maybe he didn't want to give his secret identity away yet. Yeah, huh. yeah I mean that's the only yeah. thing that holds me back from that. But like, I feel like at that point he's about to get killed, so I don't know why he wouldn't have just said my mom. She's gonna go give him mom. Yeah, true. The other yeah. thing it could be he was just he's so used to hiding his identity that that just was the natural thing true. to say. You know, yeah. maybe he calls oh, his mom Martha oh. too. We don't know. <laughs> that's true. Superman. We, he had to his... call her Martha for the plot. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have got that. that in well, I like the fight. I thought it was great. Um, I like it especially because Batman kicked his ass, and I'm all I'm Team Batman for sure. <laughs> um, love the suit. I thought the suit was spot on. I never th- thought we'd ever see anything that that awesome before. Um, and I like just seeing Batman beat the shit out of Superman. So I like awesome. how Alfred was testing the, the voice box. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure that's not what he said. But that's not what he said. But he said something. Yeah, really he said like Peter Pecker, pick a pick a pickles. Like it was uh, it's, yeah, a, that, it's, that's a, it's a very it's a song, and I've heard it before, but I don't remember the words. <laughs> and uh, and as for the Martha thing, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a great way to Sweet. to 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 make that. Um, that realization that he is human, you know, well, I mean, he's not human, but you know, right. Right. It brought the humanity to it. It was good. It was really well done. And, uh, yeah, that was great. Great scene there. So like I said, so then we get doomsday boom. He's turned general Zod into this Kryptonian deformity, which turns out to be doomsday. Uh, they unleash it. This is where I'll say the marketing obviously shouldn't have shown that. I mean, it would have been kind of cool to all of a sudden be like, oh, damn, we actually got something else that they're going to go fight now. Like, if we didn't know that from that second trailer, they did kind of fuck that up. Um, but I'm but so was... glad to hear you say that, Don. No, I was oh, going to tell you that. Just, that. Just, I thought Pete would say it, and I'd be like, I totally agree with you this time, Pete. <laughs> that was gonna be in my, I was going to be in my final thoughts, but <laughs> yeah. you guys already took it. So, no, you know, I, I, I still understand why they did that second trailer. I still condone the fact that that second trailer was for the average moviegoer to show them hey look this is what we're doing Should've they're gonna fight okay. and then they're gonna they're gonna fight this monster at the end and they're gonna team up and they're gonna it's gonna be all well and good we didn't need that as fans you know and it did kind of spoil the whole doomsday thing i did say from the beginning though that doomsday would continue to evolve and that's what he did as he got blasted on more and more spikes came out and he did continue to evolve so i was correct on that aspect um you know so he comes out Superman's fighting him, which was pretty cool because the part that we didn't really get in the trailers was obviously the Superman and Doomsday kind of one-on-one fighting. Take He takes them up into space. They're fighting it out. They shoot a nuke up. The nuke hits them. It 
actually superpowers up Doomsday to where now he's shooting out laser vision out of his eyes and his mouth and everything. Uh, but Superman's like dead in space. He's like floating around as a skeleton. He looked Zombie, all crazy, yeah. man. I was like, oh shit! Like, and then but then of course the sun comes rotating around. He regenerates, comes back down. You know, and then we get this like that awesome fight with all three of them. Uh, Lois tries to go get the spear but then ends up drowning and of course the superman saves her for the third time this movie uh. <laughs> for the third time he saves her uh and then he dives in he gets the spear and he's like i know what i gotta do and she's like no don't do it and he's like you're my world and 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 hey i love you <laughs> picks up the spear and he's flying at, at doomsday and it's pretty cool like this was just a great segment right here i mean the fight was so incredible and we could talk about that in, in you know way more detail but it was so it was so good and i love the final well, shot of this yeah. fight no, I, i'm not saying we are i'm just saying in general so um you know so we we get this awesome kind of ending scene to this fight where we see wonder woman and she's got the lasso around him and she's pulling on it and you know batman shoots his final last grenade at him you know with the kryptonite grenade so then it kind of stuns doomsday and then Superman pierces him with the spear, uh, and then but Doomsday grabs him and ends up. So Wonder Woman cut his arm off at one point during the fight, and it grew back as a gigantic spear, uh, like you know, with the rock um, hook, and and then he just shoves it right into Superman's chest, and um, Superman pulls on it to pull himself closer to um, Doomsday, and then shoves the spear all the way through him, killing Doomsday, but. Superman dies in this same exact scene, uh, and it was crazy, man. And this whole time after this, I'm thinking, okay, how are they going to bring him back? Like, they're not going to end on this note. And sure enough, man, they ended on this note. Like, we immediately go into two funerals going on simultaneously. We see the Kent funeral. We got an open casket going on, you know, with uh, Martha and, and Lois and even Bruce and Diana are there. And then we're seeing another funeral going on. It's being held by the military, and they're going down the street, and they have the black casket with the silver Superman S on it. Oh, yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah, I mean, and it just, it was very somber, man. And I'm still sitting there going, man, are they really doing this right now? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. And uh, and they, sure enough, I mean, they pretty much ended on this note. I like the conversation, you know, um, Wonder Woman comes up and she's talking to Bruce and he's like, we need to find the other ones, the other meta humans, the other people like us. We need to find them. We need to put this team together. You know, I failed him in life and I won't fail him in death, which was a line that I really, really loved. Um, and she's like, you know, why do, why do we need to put everybody together? And he's like, I just got a feeling <laughs> something's coming. Flash told me to. You know, yeah, I got this Talk feeling. from the future. You know, well, I, you know, and I think that what it also was too was his conversation with Lex in the jail cell. You know, with Lex being like, because that was a flashback scene, and Lex being like, you know, that's when he's like, it's too late, the bell's been rung, you know, was, like all this it stuff. It was so, confusing, by the way, switching back and forth. It was a little confusing, but after <laughs> seeing it three times, <laughs> when he, he, he says, I just have a feeling, and it actually goes to that scene and then comes back to the funeral. So, like, that was the flashback. Uh, scene of that so like so he's got multiple things telling him shit's about to go down so he knows we need to put this team together um and then of course the camera pans down uh into the casket on the casket there's a little bit of dirt on it that lois had dropped down and the dirt starts to kind of rise and the film fades to black so we know he's coming back that's no shocker there we're not going to do justice league without superman 
but the balls that they had to no actually <sighs> to actually end this film on the note that Superman is dead and to kill him off in this film which you know could cause them a little bit of issues with how do you market Justice League without giving away Superman's return <laughs> you know in, in that marketing you want to talk Apparently about Apparently they don't have any problems giving things away <laughs> you know I, it's just it's kind of crazy. So, but uh, I loved the whole end battle. I thought they thought they did Doomsday pretty well for being just kind of an, an end thing for them to fight. But we needed something cool to kind of get Wonder Woman in there, have the Trinity fight something. But once again, I'm blown away that they went with the death of Superman at the end of this thing, and I'm just so like, ooh, I can't wait to see kind of where they go with this uh, in the future. I talked briefly with peeps about this last week and i honestly feel that that superman might come back as the villain in justice league and they end up having to fight him and you know maybe dark side somehow brings him back and makes him you know evil kind of like justice league war 2 you know and then they end up having to you know shake him out of that and uh go forward from there getting him back on the team but he could end up being the big baddie that they have to fight in the in the justice league film that so, man just awesome. says I'm martha and it snaps Why'd you oh. say that name? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Batman. So, I mean, great, great stuff. I'm crazy blown away by the ending of it all. And I loved the battle scene with Doomsday. So, Peeps, I'll throw it to you real quick. What would you think about that whole ending there? Um, th- Like you were saying, dude, I... um, Were you talking about just the death? Or just the whole fight and death, right? Yeah, just the whole ending, climatic scene. Yeah, the, I mean, it, the, you know, the, the fight was a little bit too CGI-y, um, but it was it was fine for what it was. It, it was. it was a lot of fun. I would wish the whole movie would have been that. Like, it's just two hours of that, and that would have been cool. Um, that would have been so and, daunting. <laughs> yeah. IMAX, people would have had, like, a stroke at, like, certain <laughs> yeah. Seizures in the chair. <laughs> Doomsday would evolve like seventeen times throughout the movie or something. <laughs> by the no, but um, I I uh, I will just say like I do agree with what what um Fred said. Um, Superman's death didn't really impact me like that much. Like I wasn't sad. I was just like, just like, did they are they really doing this now? Like now now now? Like is that now? Is that that's that's all I kind of kept saying to myself. I wasn't like sad. It, it, it sucked I was that sad. he died, but like I I didn't I wasn't there. I, I wasn't. I didn't feel somber. I didn't. When the cannons were going off, I was just like, Ugh. and then but then you see the rocks rising at the end. So I was like, okay, he's not really dead. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I it, it I just maybe think it's a little bit too early or something. That I don't know. I mean, if this is going to be a whole chain of movies, it's like it's probably should have saved that for a little bit later i don't know but i i, I didn't they have to catch up. They have like what four years to catch up on <laughs> yeah i know dude long. i know and that's what that's what i I'm, I'm hoping they don't they don't do just do shit just so they got to catch up um and i guess the only thing about the fight i'll say I, I hate this in movies when they have the knife that kills the monster in the monster and then they're just staring at each other and the monster doesn't die until they like twist the knife and then the monster dies or something and this movie is like the the, the spear was in him and everything was cool but once he pushed the spear all the way through that's getting over time and i'm really dead this time i was like Ugh, i hate that in movies but he, yeah you think that it would do you, you think it would do more damage if it's inside if of him inside of him yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> But no, that's it. Pat. I, I mean, there's not much to say. I really liked the fight scene. It was 
It was really awesome. My favorite part, believe it or not, wasn't Superman or Batman in that fight scene. It was Wonder Woman. Like when every time Superman was talking to Lois in the background, you just kept seeing her fling herself at that damn monster. <laughs> this is nonstop. Like she was just fighting him nonstop. No fear, no rest, just kept attacking. And it was so awesome to see that. And even when Batman's like like a douchebag, he just stands up and watches her fight him because <laughs> there's nothing he can do. <laughs> he doesn't even root her on like, go Wonder Woman. Right. <laughs> he just watches her fight. And, but uh, it was so cool to see that. That, that final scene was very powerful to me. I, 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 I was actually get, had a problem that Doomsday was going to be in this movie, and I didn't think they'd kill Superman. So I thought, like, what a waste, right? Now he's going to have to come back somehow to kill Superman. Um, so uh, it was a shock to me that they actually killed him off. With, with this end of this movie and uh i don't know anytime i hear taps and i or i hear the freaking bagpipe because i've been to military tribunals for friends and stuff and it sucks every time i hear it. it it starts getting me emotional so that didn't help and then the to watch the two funerals happen it, it did it kind of it kind of made me a little emotional I, I I completely agree. It was very emotional for me. Uh, I mean, and and I've said it on my podcast too. I mean, literally a couple of weeks ago, I just buried my mom. So, and that yeah. was an open casket. So for me to see an open casket kind of thing with Clark and everything, it hit me in a very weird way. Because I'm one, I'm seeing like a screen icon, like just get killed that I love Superman. And I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe they did this. And then on the other hand, I just had this big emotional thing from a couple of weeks ago happen in my own life. Um, you know, so it was, it was very hard for me to kind of get through the end of that movie, especially seeing it three times. The third time I saw it, which on Monday with my wife, I really started crying in the theater and my wife's like, really over Superman? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no, because the casket thing, it just hits me hard because of my mom. But you know, it's just one of those things when yeah. that, that scene really caught me like very, very, very hard. So, uh, I, I took it very emotionally. So, uh, Fred, what'd you think about the whole kind of climatic kind of end to the movie? You know, I liked it. It was entertaining. Um, I can't say that I loved it. Like, I think this is another area that I had some problems with. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Like, it was a cool fight. I just, um, I, I guess I struggle with two concepts. And one is I don't understand why Doomsday had to evolve. Like, he should have just came out and had the spike stuff. And, you know, I don't know why we needed, you know, everyone calls him the cape troll or whatever in the beginning. And, I, I, I mean... I don't know. I see why they do it. I just don't know why it had to be done. Um, I would have been totally fine if he came out and he was just all, you know, looking like Doomsday, and then we can go from there. Me too. Me too. And but it builds suspense. It, right, and that's the thing. And I, I know, I, I know. I think it was to get to that it. point to where, like, you know, you had like the general guy that that Sean brought up, the guy from the Matrix, where he's like saying, like, this thing's unbeatable. Like every time we attack it it evolves and it grows and it keeps like adapting to our weapons and all this kind of stuff. So like, I thought that was kind of cool that like it was making it harder for them to fight this thing. Cause every time they did something to it, it just got stronger, you know? So like, I, I thought that was kind of cool. Cause I mean, it was a different doomsday. I mean, it started huh. off kind of plain because it was just a morphed version of Zod's body. And then as more shit happened to it, it was mutating, you know, the whole time. So, and, and, and the, the whole, like, concept of his origin doesn't bother me i don't care that he was odds body moved mutated that was totally fine i'm okay with that i just didn't think that i just really disliked that original design before he starts getting the the, the bony you yeah, know spikes I didn't like and then i absolutely hated the electric thing that thing drove me freaking bonkers <laughs> i liked it <laughs> and i hate it because it took away from being able to see what was going on 
and I didn't think it was necessary. So th- those were um, my two big drawbacks that really kept me from, you know, loving the scene. But I did find it entertaining. It was awesome to see everyone, you know, just battling it out. And uh, except for, again, when Lois pops in. And again, that was total waste. I hate Lois. Um, but, um, <laughs> and as far as the end goes, um, the, the thing that stood out, I, I, I'm – the whole military funeral thing also sticks out to me when my grandfather passed away. That really, you know, was a heavy moment for me when they're playing the music and all that stuff. So that that does affect me a little bit, but I really liked, and the thing I took away the most was Wonder Woman talking to Bruce and she's like, they don't know how to, um, uh, basically to deal with him. So they're just giving him a, you know, like a soldier's burial. And I thought that was really important because, they really didn't know what to do that he was dead. So they just treated him like a military soldier. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of. Yeah, with an empty casket. Yeah, it was an empty casket. And to be point. honest, as cool as that fight scene was, I still think the best fight scene in the whole movie is when Batman saves Martha. I oh, mean, 100% agree. I, 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 could, I, I still think that was the best fight scene. It, like, it was just, it was like Arkham Knight came alive on the screen. It was just. It was so cool. Yeah, totally. Agree. Wait, I'm wait. So did everybody? Something. Did everybody at the Clark funeral know that he's Superman since Superman died at the same time with a hole in his chest? No, in the Clark. newspaper yeah. they. Um, yeah, in the newspaper when they, they killed the newspaper. Oh, he was a casualty and more. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which right. which leads me, and I don't know. I speculated with this with you guys or not, but I was speculating with some people that I feel like they basically just presented the whole case scenario of. They just ditched the Clark Kent persona, because when Su- when Superman comes back, Dude. like you can't just bring back Clark. You can't. <laughs> yeah, they did a comic book, but I, well, I feel like in this in this timeline, I feel like this was them to give them a way to be like, let's just fuck the you know his secret identity and just yeah, he's just going to be Superman that. when he comes That's back. Good. Because yep. yeah, once they showed that that you know they show Perry White grab the newspaper and he opens it up and it says you know our fellow reporter Clark Kent and he's passed and they've had this funeral now. Clark can't just come back from the dead. So, like, I think they're, they've just scrapped the whole Clark Kent persona moving forward. Well, I mean, I think know, it would which be, is interesting. It, 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 it would be a new take, right? Because, come on. Definitely. Which, which I don't know how I feel take. about it. Yeah. I, I kind of like it, modern. but at the other end, I, I, I did Clark Kent. I like it. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Because then I'm like, how does he really have a relationship with Lois at that point? Like, he can't, no, they can't just can, go out to can... the movies and shit. She's going to die in the next movie anyway, so that doesn't <laughs> oh, matter. Thank goodness. <laughs> she's not gonna die in Wonder Woman. She's, she's gonna die. She's gonna die in Suicide Suit, Squad. So. <laughs> what Suicide yeah. Squad? Yeah. I know what you mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, in in closing, we're gonna go around give our general overall thoughts. Uh, anything else you want to point out? Negative, positive, uh, and give your score. Um, you know, it's it's been a big review. We knew it was gonna be a big review. Uh, you know, you got four complete, a lot of different opinions going on from pros to negatives to everything else in between. This really could have gone on even longer. <laughs> we really wanted to stretch it. We can't let it go uh, longer than the movie itself, Don. I, you know what? There's a lot <laughs> there to talk about. <laughs> so maybe we'll do the ultimate edition that will oh, come yeah. out in July. Yeah. And yeah. It'll be the four-hour <laughs> version of the podcast. So, um, you know, rated R version. And uh, but you know, like like this, there, there was a lot to talk about here. This was this was me and Pat's most anticipated movie of the year. Like I said, it was in everybody's top ten. Uh, and, and there was a lot to break down, you know, and, 
and we didn't even hit on everything, but, you know, in general, in closing, like I said, I love this movie, I've seen it three times, you know, I would totally go see it again, like, there's nothing, I, if I had to pull out one big thing for me, it was I would have liked a little bit more action, uh, you know, but I never felt like it dragged it all, like I said, for a two and a half hour movie, I felt like I was very engaged with the entire story it was telling me, and I was with it along the entire ride. I loved everything. I loved Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Jeremy Irons, Henry Cavill. Uh, like I said, Lex by the, the second to third viewing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you, you know, but I liked how everything came together. I dug Apocalypse. I liked the Batman Superman fight. I loved the ending, and I really, really love that they took you know, like I said, had the balls to go with a Death of Superman ending. I never in a million years thought that they would do that, especially with them going into Justice League next. I just never expected it, and and. Uh, um, yeah, I just, I absolutely loved it. Uh, so, you know, no shocker here that I said, you know, I gave it five out of five for me. Um, it was just, like I said, my, my scores are always based on my enjoyment level and I wouldn't have seen it three times if I didn't really enjoy this film. Uh, I'm a, you know, I love this DC universe. I like what they've set up and I'm super excited for what the future is going to bring us as they move forward into Justice League and Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg and Green Lantern Corp eventually. (laughs) Like I just, I, can't wait to see the rest of this timeline uh, moving forward here. So, don't, Pat, tease me, don't tease me about Green Lantern. It's coming, like, man. It's coming. We're less than uh, it, we're less than five years away now. Such a sad sentence. Hit head with a sink. All right, Pat. Give give your uh, final thoughts and your score. Well, when I left, I think I had a higher view of it the first time. The second time, I realized this was a lot of work to watch this movie. Um, I love the movie. I, I still give it a five out of five because my enjoyment level was incredibly high. But the story was convoluted and it was needlessly like complex and messy. Um, it felt forced in some areas. So I can see why it got the rating it got, especially if you're not a comic book fan and you're, you're watching this as just a reviewer. The, the story is messy. It's just it's all over the place and it, and it's kind of insane. Like the way everything's working out and Batman's doing this and that, and it comes all together, but it just, it's not put together beautifully. It's not the movie I need it to be, but again, I love the movie. It's still my favorite movie and I still give it a five out of five. I mean, I, I enjoyed it immensely. It just seemed like there was a lot of time where there, if I didn't, me being a comic book fan, it was a little easier to understand. Evelyn, it wasn't so much. You know, she struggled through a lot of it. I had to explain a lot of it. And she had points that made a lot of sense to me. Like, she didn't understand what was going on in certain scenes. So if you're really looking at it, if they just made it for pure fans, then I guess it's it, it's even better movie than, than it didn't, people are giving you credit for. But if you're making it for everybody, I feel like it is need, it's very complex and it doesn't need to be. But still, five out of five. There you go, Fred. So, I, uh, you know, I, I walked out of it the first time wondering what the heck, and I watched it again, and I actually really enjoyed it the second time around more than I did the first time around. Um, I I was joking with Peeps earlier and telling him that basically I just shut my brain off for a third of the movie, and as long as I wasn't paying attention to the, those sections, then I had no problem with the rest of the movie. Um, so, But that doesn't say that that's a good movie. So when I look at like my rating score, I, I really I, – going to what you said, Don, I actually kind of follow your footsteps in this in this one, and I base it on my enjoyment. 
And I was so overly ecstatic with all of the Batman scenes and the Wonder Woman scenes and the Alfred. And like those scenes were so good to me that I feel like it actually impacted my score. I believe this to probably be closer to like a, a, a three-star movie, but I actually rate it for a, a four-star because I just so much enjoyed Batman and so much enjoyed Wonder Woman Alfred that I couldn't wait for them to be on the screen. And you don't get that feeling you know, in a whole lot of movies where you're just like, give me more, give me more, give me more. Right. And, and because I had that feeling, I went with a four. Yeah, no, it makes makes total sense. You get that sometimes in movies. I mean, that's how I rated uh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> you know, like as a movie, yeah. I'm oh, like man. I'm like two and a half, three stars. <laughs> but yeah. when you it's... factor in all the awesome fight scenes, I'm like, this is a four star movie. Like, but <laughs> it's... it's not really a four star movie. But, it's one of those movies but like it's... I should hate. Yeah, but, but I just love I'm it. Like, I hate Trans- everything in Transformers: between. Age of Extinction for me. So yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's just it's just yeah, your rating reflects sometimes. But that's like you gotta you know go from your experience. And I agree with you. Seeing it multiple times, I think, helps. I've seen a lot of reviewers that said, oh, I was a little disappointed, and then they went that second time, and they're like, you know what, I really enjoyed it that second time, because I think people's expectations change, and I think a lot of people went into this movie with expectations that were through the roof, and then it, no movie was ever going to factor up to that when you when you have your expectations that high, so when you were to come out a little disappointed, you go and watch it again with lowered expectations. And you're kind of like, like you said, just let me shut my brain off. Let me just sit down and watch it for what it is. You come out with a lot more enjoyment and you're just like, okay, cool. They actually did give me a pretty cool movie. So, you know, I, I completely get that. And I've that's why I've enjoyed it a little bit more and more each time I've seen it. So peeps, what you got? Yo, yo, right on. So, okay. Um, as you guys are kind of saying, you know, coming out of the movie, I was, you know, just kind of like, ah, I just want to stop and think about it for a while, which in my opinion, it, it, it's kind of, it, it's very, it's, that worries me, you know, coming out of Deadpool, I knew exactly how I felt about that movie coming out of Avatar coming out of even 10 Cloverfield Lane. I knew exactly how I felt about it and exactly the rating I would, I wanted to, I would like to give that movie, but this one, I had to sit, stop and think about it. And that was an issue for me. I think the major issue that I had with this movie was my expectations of it. A lot of fans and everybody, this is the movie that they've been wanting to see ever since they were like, you know, the, the, just, a wee lad, and they want to see Batman and Superman on screen, you know, slapping each other in the face. But I, I didn't really have any expectations for this movie. I, I, I'm not, I don't care that much about Superman. Sorry, Don. But Batman is the shit. But Superman, I've never really liked him as a character. Um, Man of Steel movie is the shit, though. By the way, um, so Fred, you're you're crazy. Um, but, <laughs> yes, the, but the trailer, I totally agree. The, Fred's crazy. But the. <laughs> The, the trailer, I really wanted something new than what we saw from that second trailer. I, I, I was like, all right, they showed us a lot, but you know what? I have faith that Aquaman's going to come at the end and kick Doomsday in the face. Or Flash is going to come and kick him in the nose. I'm like, Doomsday doesn't have Nards. He's like, Doomsday kicks him in the nose. And they say, Doomsday's got Nards. Or something. Like, that could happen. But it didn't. Happened in the trailer from the beginning of the trailer where Bruce is in Metropolis to the little altercation that they had with um when you know Batman in the back car and at the very end uh, that was the end the trailer was the entire movie in my opinion minus the Superman and that 
kind of bothered me. I didn't get anything new out of it except for the death of Superman. Um, I hate Dylan uh, or, you know, Lex Luthor. Like, I thought he was so freaking annoying to me. Oh, woo, 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 this is what we're going to do. Oh, oh, don't, don't, don't pick a fight with this man. He's really, uh, shut up, he dude. He's pretty good. He sounded just like him. <laughs> I, 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 I That's a like good impression. Um, I, I get Bruce it. Wayne Don, meets Clarkin. <laughs> Don, you called it from the get-go. You know, we're probably not going to get the same Lex Luthor. We're probably going to get more of a Mark Zuckerberg. You know, what are the millennials kind of villain yeah. is what we got. But I don't. I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like it. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I guess really. And there's really no moments other than that. Um, that scene of all the different heroes that we're going to get. Um, in the Justice League movie, there was no moments that I was just completely blown away. Like when I think back, Age of Ultron, I'm not a big, big fan of that movie as as big as Pat is. I like it, but I, I'm disappointed in terms of Marvel movies. But there are moments in that movie, like when Vision picked up the hammer or when Captain America budged the hammer or um, even the Hulk versus Hulk buster. I was like, this is some. I am in. I am loving life right now, and thank you for letting me be here. I can't say I've had any. I can't say I had any of those moments during Batman v Superman. So because of that, I even I gave Guardians of the Galaxy a movie that I saw seven times in the theater a four point five, um, and and same thing with like Captain America Winter Soldier, which is like my all time favorite, um, uh, Marvel Marvel film. I gave that a four point five. This movie, um. Like there, I still had like a lot of issues with it. It, it feels there's a lot of stuff that was thrown in it afterthought. Um, even why Superman hated Batman so much. Like I, I would have understood it if Superman hated Batman because he was killing. Like like why does he have to kill? Like he's like a like a Daredevil Punisher type. Like why is he killing people? He shouldn't. Someone like this shouldn't be just running around killing people. But no, he just didn't like the the fact that he was branding folks. I don't know. Does Superman feel the same way about Red Hood as he exists here? I, I don't know. We're not going to go there. But overall, I, I give this movie a uh, – it, it's a, it's a three-star movie for me. I have no desire to see it again in the theater. I do want to buy it so I can fast-forward all the Lewis, Lois Lane and fast-forward through everything and just watch – a handful of the scenes that I, that I that I really really enjoyed, but it just sucks that I'll have to do that. So yeah, All it was right. good <laughs> with the downside. Well, I think you I think you should see it again. Now you know whether you don't want to see it in the theater again, it, but you it, should definitely watch the film again, especially when that ultimate cut comes out in July. You should probably sit down and watch that whole thing and see how if your feelings change. Because I think I think guys, a lot it definitely of sounds it, like it changes. I, yeah, so I think I, there's going to be a lot. There's over a half hour of footage being put back in. I think that that's why some people complain that they feel like the, the film is edited weird or it's some yeah, you know exactly. scene slapped together because I feel like he had to take a lot of shit out and then it just makes other scenes kind of flip-flop real quick. And, and to know. be totally fair, on in an overall picture... He had a lot to do in this movie, and he did it Ton. well to get it all in there. The dude had to introduce a new Batman, a new Alfred, Wonder Woman, Lex. Like, I mean, it was everything. I mean, this started off to be like a Man of Steel 2, and then it just moved into this other thing, and then a Justice League prequel. And I mean, he had a lot to do, and that's why the film was three hours, you know? And, but of course, you can't release that, and he had to trim it down to two and a half, and... 
you know, I think we just, we unfortunately lost a lot, and I feel like this Ultimate Cut is going to change a lot of people's minds when it comes out of, of an overall tone and overall what he was going for, you know, originally. So, because I know that's the version he wants everybody to see. So, but that'll do it. My good friend Zach, though, I yeah. didn't spoil the beans, all right, buddy? Just like we talked about in the theater that day, I didn't tell anybody how it ended. Yes, my good friend Zach. I could vouch for that. We, we held back on the spoilers. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, that kind of wraps it up. As you can see, this is a very divisive film. Like we said in the beginning, you have, like, you know, me and Pat that love it. Um, and then you have, like, Fred, who, like, really likes it and likes a lot of the stuff that's in it. And then you have Sean, who's like, yeah, hey, it was a good movie, but things could have been better. Like, it's all kind of all over the board, and that's what it is for a lot of people. And that's why I really wanted to get a big group here tonight to discuss it from all different angles and put it all out on the table for, you know you guys to see and what you think and you know have you all you know listen to this and make up your mind of what you thought uh you know like i said i mean i see just reviews all over the board on this one and even from fans too most fans seem to really dig it for the most part um so that's really good to see and hopefully it'll continue to chug at the box office it broke a lot of records made 166 million over the weekend just domestically made um 424 million half a billion now right yeah 424 million just over the weekend worldwide across the 500 million dollar mark today um, it made 15 million on Monday, which is the biggest Monday ever for a March movie. Um, you know, so it's doing really, really well. Like I said, it's already crossed half a billion dollars. It needs to hit that billion mark to be a, just a massive hit. And I think it's definitely on its way to, you know, to get there. So, um, but you know, thanks everybody for tuning in. It's been a massive spoiler review. Uh, and I, you know, appreciate everybody listening and checking it out and hope that you enjoyed. So, uh, you know, make sure that you follow this whole team right here everybody's got a lot of really good podcasts going on over on reddragonsradio.com follow on twitter at reddragonsradio you can check out my boy geeky pat here it's at geeky underscore pat follow him on twitter he's got this week with the geek over on red dragons radio and then you got peeps and friggins over here peeps is at for my peoples it's the number four uh and uh friggins is, is at friggins on twitter and they do the people's forum that you can check over there at red dragons radio right now as well uh you can find all social media links on reddragonsradio.com under each show description so it's very easy to find and follow and subscribe to all of these great shows uh and for myself you can follow me on twitter at dxdonmega and follow the show at am i on the air uh and uh subscribe and check everything out on itunes red dragons radio and so forth am i on the air.com uh this has been the am i still on the air Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice spoiler review, and uh, we'll catch you next time, y'all. Peace! The red capes are coming. The you need that Wonder Woman coming. song one more time. Red Dragon! <laughs>